Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are now listening to the Cast. The number one old school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Save Cast number 91 with Lake. Lake, how you doing this fine afternoon? Yo, doing pretty well, man. Very excited to be on. Been, uh, been listening for a very long time since the very first one. Yeah, I uh, I remember in particular the Lane episode. You were a huge fan of that one. That was oh yeah, <laughs> crazy to think that was over a year and a half ago now. It feels like yesterday. Yeah, it was kind of a. It became like a part of my routine, kind of, because we were we were on the same grind, man. That was nightmare yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, we were we were like connecting emotionally. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> we really were, to be honest. I mean, I don't think anybody else. I, I know there were people that weren't streamers that were. Uh, who was the guy that was like? just ahead of you that had completed nightmare as an iron man what was that guy's name he wasn't a streamer oh, i remember but he was like the only other guy that i really felt probably knew it was a solitary guy but i can't remember yeah who. i think it started with a b but i can't even remember what his name was um yeah it definitely started with a b i can like i can almost like imagine what his name is but that was definitely the most brutal grind uh in fact we'll just bring it up right now oh boy straight into nightmare let's go <laughs> I, just, I just think like we could say we bring it up later but no let's just bring it up right now nightmare um thoughts on nightmare just in general like your whole grind in fact i've stated a bajillion times how awful the grind was for me you did more nightmare than i did so when people empathize with me or like have any sort of sympathy for like the shit i dealt with lake literally dealt with it more in fact, I mean, you got so fucked over that you literally completed it like the day before Fasani's was announced. At least I had that sort of, I don't know, it. I had the hope that, oh, I get to grind Fasani's. Of course, it was only for one day, but I actually had a little bit of hope that I would have a better grind. But yeah. 
You know, right now you're kind of just saying, well, I spent like three years in prison, but at least I didn't have to spend four. <laughs> Dude, it was it was so bad. So how many kills did it take for your Inquisitor's Mace? Because that was the last thing you needed, right? Um, f- 4,000 solos is the easiest way to put it. Yeah. Jesus. It's like 4,500 KC or whatever I am, but it equated to 4,000 solos. 4,334 is the actual KC. Dear God. Yeah, that, it's just um, people, I think, forget as well that there was no such thing as a sleepy tablet. I don't even oh, think yeah. you know what a sleepy tablet is, do you? Because have you ever done any Fasani? No, I, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm 600 KC at Fosani. I, I don't oh. have the egg. They took away my green log and they, I can't get it back. Oh my, wait, you're 600 and you still don't have the egg? Yeah, they they made me go triple the drop rate on the mace, took away my green log, and now I'm triple the drop rate on the egg. <laughs> that is so fucked up. I just went past drop rate for the egg. I'm still missing that. And I'm still missing an Eldridge, but yeah. Was, and you did like all your Fosani like day one. <laughs> yeah, th- those were dark days uh, pre-Fosani's. Like that was actually affecting my mental health in real life, like hardcore. I just, I knew that I had to get it and I knew I had to, keep up this grind and so every day before streaming i'm just like i have to one tick flick this fucking boss for next six hours like oh my god it was bad oh yeah that's like that's like the one like grind i've ever done on this game where like if i can go back i would not do it <laughs> it's so true like, people ask me that shit about like the the twisted bow and shit like that all the time and it's like i i enjoyed that yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely grinds that are fun. Nightmare, was just, there was nothing fun about it. It was no redeeming quality. Yeah, it was It was literally a chore, like doing it strictly to get the stuff from it. And you're not, lo- not and, enjoying it whatsoever. And like we were losing money from it. I mean, we were both using scythes, I'm pretty sure. I know like you would kind of switch oh, yeah. off here and there, but that site, like we were just off stream was just buying blood runes. That's, it was just buy blood During runes. During the nightmare grind, I spent one bill on blood runes between Sanguinesti and, and uh, Scythe. Yep, that was uh, about me too. As soon as I got my first piece of Inquisitors at like 500kc, it was just all Scythe, never bludgeon again. And it was, yeah, that was painful. <clears throat> um, I oh yeah, by the time I finished, I was I was down to Swamp Trident and bludgeon. <laughs> doing like, they were like 1930 like regular solos. It was like, Barely faster than a beginner setup. It's funny how when they announced Fasani's, it was like, this is going to be a hard mode version of it. And it, maybe it's just different. Like, I think we looked at it differently because we had just gotten so much muscle memory down with Nightmare that Fasani's came out and it was actually easier. Like, yeah. significantly easier. Like, they actually made mechanics a lot less it, it did really feel like a big head start. Like, actually, like, having that much Nightmare experience when oh. Fasani came out. Oh, yeah. I mean, people ask me, they're like, what do you think is harder, CG or Fasani's? I've been asked that multiple times, and I'm always like, "Oh, Fasani's is way easier." But everybody thinks CG is way easier, and I'm like, "Yeah, but when Fasani came out, we were already at the point where we wouldn't have to think twice about switching prayers or yeah, and dodging I, the black holes. Like you just do that shit subconsciously at that point." Yeah, it, that must have been it because uh, Fasani. Like everyone, like I'm sure you had the same experience streaming it, like. People would ask you how you preemptively timed the black holes like so consistently and stuff, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even think about it, man. <laughs> yeah, just spend a thousand hours doing this shit over nine. Yeah, months. yeah, you'll learn. Um, I actually made a okay, ramble there... this this morning right. talking about nightmare. Um, I don't know if you watched that or not, but I'll just 
offering some solutions potentially because right now i think nightmare is like just three mil gp for fasani or for regular nightmare fasani's it's like three mil an hour which is i don't know and i'm not a main of course neither of us are mains but like it's just a weird place nightmare just in general is in a weird place because the armor's not like great and the orbs are pretty pointless so I just want to ask you, like, do you have any suggestions, or do you think Nightmare's fine as is, or do you think there should be, I don't know, some changes? So I think uh, I think Volatile and Eldritch are fine. Arm is essentially useless. Like, what's its only use right now? Uh, Ice Demon and then PvP? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it, it's one of those weapons in PvP that, like, really, you're only going to use it for, like, making a clickbait YouTube video. <laughs> Because most people aren't going to want to either have to risk like a really good spec whip or not be able to take a really good spec whip. Yeah, it's extremely awkward to use too, especially when you see people switching and then they have to set up their auto cast again. That, I, that the whole auto cast feature is just so clunky. God. I remember like accidentally brewing during pillar pillars at regular nightmare. Yep, and just like the the immediate brain fuck it would cause. You're just dashing toward it, about to staff bash a pillar. It is so cool. Yeah, and just everything going wrong at once and the whole time, <laughs> you just can't, like, set your autocast. <laughs> yeah, or, like, oh my God. you'd, like, barely brew down, so your magic level's at, like, 93, and you're just, like, it should be at 94 by that point. Or, or uh, what is it, 95 for a uh, fire surge? But, yeah, just horrible. Because you, you think you're restored fully, but you're not. You're never really looking. <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah, harm is, uh... I don't even know how to fix it at this point. Like, we can't just make it rival the Shadow's DPS. It's good for Ice Demon, but it's like... How good like, is Shadow? Where do, where do we want Ice it Demon to be, now, you know? Oh, I guess I guess Ice Demon's immune... or uh... Yeah, it's specifically because of the fire surge. Oh, yeah, okay, because of fire spells. I wonder when they're going to just make an overall change. I know that would just, like, kind of make the game feel a little bit weird having other monsters have weaknesses to elemental uh, spells but it's like the old uh, bc guppy duck yeah him him and ge challenge I th- was that the person he would always like say if he if it was just bc guppy and ge challenge they could just like rebalance the game perfectly basically although the game would definitely seem a lot more foreign it would definitely make a lot more sense the way they would balance oh, yeah. it so they would just have to take the game offline for like a year yeah <laughs> literally literally it would be such an overhaul i remember when they were talking about adding different styles of range because we have like stab crush and uh slash in melee they were kind of suggesting back with the equipment rebalancing of potential new styles to range like piercing and blunt and magic based range and Although that sounds great, it's just such a big overhaul, and there would inevitably just be so many balance issues just coming from that itself. So this game is clunky. I don't know. Yeah, as well as like not just redoing every single item that's already in the game, but that's more to think about for future items too. Yeah. It's tough. Do you have any uh, suggestions sort of on balancing in general? I mean... I know that's just a huge, broad topic, but... It, like, the entire game? <laughs> I don't oh, know. God. Just, just certain things. I think the big thing that sticks out to me is standard spells. Just the standard spells are so, so ancient. Like, just they're just so old. They make no sense. Why does Airstrike max a two, 
and fire strike which is literally like <laughs> takes five more minutes to level up to that point hit four times the amount of damage like i don't know it's just everything is so weird when it comes to the standard spellbook it's so old yeah and that's something like everyone as a kid thought that everything had like weaknesses like that like you'd be casting water blast on like fire giants <laughs> yeah. like thinking like logically that it would do something you know yeah, like the old when old school first came out, everyone's wearing their hunter outfits, thinking it gave an invisible hunter boost. Like, yeah, I don't time. know though. I mean, a rebalance like that would be good. Like, it would make sense. Like, it'd be logical, and it would add like a little bit of life to like the mid game. But it's not going to change shit end game. Yeah. Like, it's something that you would like done just because it makes sense. But at the same time, like, it's not going to change the way you're playing RuneScape at all. Yeah, that's true. I do. Th I think it's kind of silly they came out with a shadow right before they. Well, I guess the shadow wasn't even supposed to be a shadow. It was supposed to be the the two tick wand initially, and then that kind yeah, of just kind of probably changed. Um, I was really excited for that two tick wand. I feel on. like they've pretty much accepted that like standard spellbook is for alchemy and teleports. <laughs> I know. And like that that that's why they're going with like the powered staffs over and over and over again. And yeah. they've seen the one non-powered staff has failed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> now the harm's just awkward. Just the It's just too restrictive to not be able to be on whatever spellbook you want. 100%. And that was um that was something I didn't like about the Hecka as well. Was uh you already have so many factors for what spellbook you want to be on like Let's take TOA. Some people are running like Venge and shit. Some people are running uh, Thralls. Most people are. Some people are running Ancients, especially at higher invocations. So like imagine that and then imagine adding this Hecka to it where you have to also think about which spellbook you want to be on for the passive effect. Yeah, they made some weird. That was my problem with the Hecka is yeah. like it was just going to it was going to make picking loadouts stressful. Yeah, no, that was 100% true. That that change came later, though. There was originally not supposed to be a spellbook um, thing. It was only simply because I don't think the wand was powerful enough or something like that, so they wanted to add some additional things. And then the whole... Dude, the Hecka was the most confusing item in the entire like game's history. Basically. Yeah, with like the varying the attack game. speed. That, and on top of that, like all the spellbook unique effects. Like, I, I couldn't even wrap my head around it. I'm like, what is happening? Like, I, I just needed it to come into the game so I could actually mess around with it and then I'd understand. But, dude, on paper, it made no sense to me. It just everything flew through my head. I think their idea was to make it like really good average DPS, but without it just blasting out 40s every two ticks. Yeah. They didn't want another blowpipe. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens with fast speed weapons that being said like now that we have the shadow i think that's like the next uh mage weapon is like a two tick wand yeah i think so but too. without like the varying attack speed without the like basically a magic blowpipe yeah I, I mean i think that's actually a good thing to have as well it doesn't need to be crazy powerful but just something on that level of blowpipe for mage they also do you remember the zarite bow that they were proposing and yeah. they actually let us test for a little bit yeah, I uh, I never actually got around to using it, but I watched a lot of videos of it. Yeah. Uh, super bust in the Inferno. <laughs> I know a lot of like people yeah. that are really big into BA and really big into the Inferno were like super against it just because of how much of a meta shift it would be. Yeah, it seemed a little bit private servery. I know that's just like a really common word to just use to throw out with whenever anything's weird. But Cbet, if you know him, he was doing some Inferno runs with that. 
And like literally, they're just like on that wave where there's two meleers. Like he just shot one of them, and regardless of where the other meleer was, it would just hit both of them just really hard. Jesus. I'm like, there's like really no plan. I mean, because I was under the impression that the bow would hit anything within like a two tile radius, but I think it was based off of the perimeter rather than the southwest tile of monsters. So, like, so are you saying it was too easy to use, like oh, compared yeah. to something like chinning? Oh yeah, because chinning, like chinning, is very good, but chinning is very difficult. Yeah, you chinning have to position takes a everything lot of... correctly. You have to think about the compass the entire time. Yep. With the Zarai bow, no, it was just like shoot and like you're basically. You have to make sure good. to target the weaker one. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing with that with the Zarai. Actually, I think there was something with the Zarai bow based off of. Um... No, no, no. I think it actually rolled on individuals' accuracy. Actually. Like whatever or uh, defense, whatever. So it, it basically just like rewarded like random gameplay. Exactly, it was funky. I still like kind run of around and click stuff and everything dies. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's like playing leagues. It was literally like playing leagues when I was yeah. watching Seabed do it. Because that's the feeling you have when you play leagues. Like even <laughs> like, like I, I think all good players even feel this way. Like when you're playing leagues, you just throw everything you know out the window and you just <laughs> run around and click shit. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I was getting really pumped. Like, I-, I never played Trailblazer, but I remember, like, the idea of it. Like, ooh, that's going to be pretty cool to get all these, like, new, uh, you know, abilities and stuff. Like, sp- sped up attacks. But, yeah, like you said, you watch people do bandos. They have that little orb. So, it's just nonstop go in there, pray melee, AFK, kill everything, teleport out, teleport back. It's just like it made the game Everything so is dull. so strong that, like... It's not worth it to put in effort. No, it's won't benefit from it. I know, and that's actually sort of how I feel. Like the game is drifting to. That's inevitable. I feel like where God Wars now feels like it's just so easy. It used to like kind of have a challenge to it. Um, I think we're gonna get to the point when uh, like Raids Four comes out or some crazy defensive armor comes out where you can literally just AFK. I mean, right now you can seriously AFK Grardor with a bulwark and full torva like or full justice or like whatever you choose basically like that thing you just pray melee pray piety and you can just afk it and i mean i know that takes a lot of like high-end gear and stats but yeah i mean by this point we've seen so many videos of people dens just the afking fight caves inferno arachnus yep this goes on yeah so Let's take a brief introduction of who you are. I know most people listening to this probably have an idea of who you are, but uh, if you'd like to just kind of list off some bullet points of like some notable achievements or uh, notable things. Oh, God. Streamer. So flex away. Um, my name's Lake. It's my real life first name. I don't have like some kind of water obsession. That's a really common <laughs> thing. Uh, I've been playing old school since 2015. I started streaming it in 2017. Uh, pretty much since then, streaming has been my full-time job, but I've had some part-time stuff along the way with it uh, here and there. Very cool. Wait, sorry. Um, when did you say you started old school? 2015. Okay. I played a little bit like on release, like actual release, like a month or something like that, but r- real life caught up to me. Mm. And uh, like most of us, I have a very addictive personality. So uh, I was like, uh, yeah, I was a, uh, I was running track in college at the time, so like that had to be my priority. So I, I couldn't play the game as much as I wanted to. Yeah. So I had to like just not play it all. And then in 2015, I started actually like playing it again. And then 2017 started streaming. 
So 2015, did you start as an Ironman or were you a main? Um, I started a main, but didn't really play it too long. I played it for maybe like three months. Uh, was getting into like the Slayer grind, was starting to get where my combats were up there, like high 80s, maybe 90. And then uh, I just restarted and made an Ironman because I got bored. Yeah, you had a uh, pretty <laughs> insane Ironman at the time. I mean, in my books, one of the craziest, just simply because of that third age longsword. Um, and BC Guppy. Well, had that didn't last very long. Yeah, I know. I know BC Guppy. I know you guys have a history and stuff, but uh, he was. I just remember. I think you and him, and I know Curtis and some other huge gamers were starting Corp and stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, Sig. The the old yeah Sig the olden days of Corp. Like, dude, that was back when if you saw an Iron Man with a sigil like a spirit shield, you were just like, holy fuck. Like that's like absolute beyond end game, like just totally beasting. Um, Those kills were actually horrible. BGS was what you did for pretty much all of it. You had one BGS spec at a time. You went to Nightmare Zone after doing a Watchtower teleport to get your spec back. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no POH. Uh, the Corp Cave had a cave that was about four times as long as the current one before <laughs> the current one. Yeah. Like, just an entire extra room <laughs> that you just run all the way through. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, that was not great. And you had to suicide, right? Like, you had to suicide. Yeah, after after specking it down, you would, yeah. It, it would it would take forever to get, get it to zero. You'd be doing, like, two kills an hour. Yeah, that's absurd. So, you did get lucky, though. What did you get on your first Iron Man? Uh, I had Arcane and Spectral in like 1300. Okay. So, was that's actually like average, I think. Was Sig the first guy that got an Ellie, or who was it? Not like for an Iron Man? Uh, Sig got the first sigil ever. I think it was an Arcane. Okay. Yeah, he got the first sigil ever. Yeah, that was <clears> crazy <throat> stuff. And then uh, the Third Age Longsword back when Master Clues weren't even a thing, right? Yeah, it was, uh, I don't even remember how many Elites, like maybe 100 something. That was also when uh you remember the fun elites when they were like 13 steps <laughs> yep nine nine to 12 uh-huh. Just, yeah pain dang yeah the good old days you you know uh arland or iron cub right mm-hmm. yeah that yeah guy, we've been friends for a long time that guy pulled a bow and a long sword on his iron man third age just like what the... his account is so good but he just won't go do the inferno close <laughs> my mind I know. Well, here's the thing. How how I look at the game and how I look at, like, older, kind of, like, veterans of the game, sort of, RuneScape isn't the same game as it was back in 2015. Like, oh, yeah, not at all. It's so different. Like, everything was kind of related to XP back then and just, like, putting in time. There was no real... Yeah, everything, everything came down to how many hours something took. Yep. Everything was a settled video. Yep, literally. Yeah, that's uh when when did that switch do you think? Was it Inferno? Honestly, yeah, Inferno. When uh people started realizing that like there is like a PVM skill cap on this game. Yeah. I feel like that was like a big shift in community focus. So let me ask you, because you were the first player, I believe, to have done a no pillar inferno, is that correct? Uh yeah, but no one else was really trying. <laughs> 
still no pillar it just was first of all it's kind of like it's kind of like if you like went and slammed your head against the wall and you're like <laughs> i'm the first person to do this i always had that weird flex of like i'm the i'm the first iron man with a dragon full helm and an eternal glory just like the weirdest flex you have to like combine things um it's impressive though congrats yeah thank you well not first of either first of having both so and that's literally just me guessing. I don't actually know. But uh, something to flex. So I want to ask, Ash- uh, uh, ask actually about the Inferno release, how you felt at the time. Because I don't really, th- I don't know. Like, I just remember back in the day, like, I knew, like, I knew of you simply because I started watching your stream early, early on. But um, I didn't really know of the best gamers. I had heard of Wooks. I had heard of Cloud Badass. I had heard of Reed. Like, I'd heard of, like, these people that just did, like, at the time, crazy feats, like, 10 hours of DKs and flicking bandos and stuff. But I feel like Inferno was really the time where it was the introduction to who's actually a gamer in this game. And uh, Yeah, I mean, before, in, before Inferno, we had God Wars flicking, and that was it. <laughs> Yeah, that I mean, was that the only sort of skill in the game? I think that was. I know Corp, like Wooks doing the potato Corp or whatever he did, it was uh, pretty impressive. Like well. Chambers, Chambers was out, but at that time, solo Chambers was so daunting. Like very few people even tried it. Yeah. Yeah. So how was the Inferno for you? Because for me, holy shit! I when it first released, like I was just camping, watching it in school for like two days straight and i was like i will never oh, yeah. <laughs> that place ever that looks like hell that looks awful were you grinding so that was one? uh yeah that was actually before i started streaming so i was a full-time emt at the time but i had uh i had four days off work for the inferno and uh i probably <laughs> i probably spent 20 hours a day for, for those four days trying to do that shit uh release i think i was the first person to make it to triple jeds uh, I made it to Triple Jeds about three hours after the update came out. How was that? What was your uh, what was your first impression? I immediately died because <laughs> I saw three Jads spawn, and I didn't know they would be off-ticked automatically, so I ran under one of them thinking I had to do some voodoo shit to off-tick them. <laughs> because, like, no, no one had gotten know, there yet. I didn't know they were going to be dude. off-ticked. I saw three Jads, and I ran under one. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I died very quickly. Jesus. That was so exciting, uh, man. For me, uh, for me, like the anxiety of Zuck was like the really, really hard part. I, uh, I think I died at Zuck like eighteen times before I beat it the first time. Yeah. I got my cape on a week of release, but yeah, I think I was dying at Zuck daily. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, there was no such thing as tile markers. You had no idea the timers. You had no idea when stuff spawns. Like, yeah, I mean, just the just Zuck becoming enraged. That's confusing on its own. You don't know where to like move. Yeah, that was uh, that was the part that was really confusing for me that I didn't understand at the time, and probably what a lot of people misunderstand too was the attack speed changing. Yeah, and just knowing where you can be. It's sometimes with RuneScape, it's so hard to tell like what's actually safe or not. I actually saw a clip on Reddit today of some guy getting meleeed by the uh, Phase Two Warden. Back <laughs> like as soon as you kill the core, you know how Warden's loading up, but it's stalled, but it's actually following you. Yeah, the dude ran like ten tiles and still got meleeed to death, and it looked like the warden was way far back. So yeah, like a recent clip or is it like an old clip? Recent clip, like literally, like I think it was today. 
Because the warden just stands still, like the or like the one that. Like whenever you're transitioning to phase three. No, no, no. Sorry. So. Oh, okay. So he didn't. He didn't. Okay. It was like he woke back up for the next. Exactly. Yeah. Right after he. Right after he. Not I thought you were talking about the thing. I don't know if you saw that ever happen, but that was happening a lot. Whenever you would finish phase two and the transition to phase three during that little cutscene, Warden would wake up and just hit the shit out of you. <laughs> what the fuck? I have, I've never seen that, no. It, it happened to me a lot. I would take like 80 damage like just on the transition. Oh, God. He'd be able to like melee you twice. So here, I, I really want to talk <laughs> about TOA, but let's... uh. I, I want to talk a, a little bit more about Inferno. So Inferno, you got your Infernal Cape within the first week. What was it then? Did why like for most people when they get their Infernal Cape, they're like, okay, thank God, like I don't have to ever go back there. But you clearly got some enjoyment out of it. So what was your yeah, I, uh, experience? I guess much like TOA, I uh, kind of just only did Inferno for like three months or something like that. <laughs> like after I got my first cape, I didn't like want to go around the game doing other stuff with it i just wanted to go right back in sheesh uh a big a big motivator for me at the time is like trying to go faster with it mm-hmm. were there like speed runs at the time around the first month were there like certain times yeah but nothing like they are now oh, uh, yeah. everything was off task and obviously we were all a lot worse at the game so it was like I, th- I think the benchmark at that point was like if you were doing sub seventy five, you were killing it. Mm-hmm. So you had you were doing this on your main, is that correct, or on your iron? Yeah, main? which is the the old D iron iron main. Okay, that makes sense. And then okay, so I I was confusing the that, timeline. Yeah, so this was before my current iron man even existed. Yeah, because I remember you grinding the early iron man, what your iron man is now, Lake. But that was after the whole no pillar thing, because that yeah, that must have been late 2017 when I was watching. Yeah, basically, uh, no pillar was like when I started streaming. Like I had been streaming for like two weeks or a month maybe before that. Mm-hmm. So like that was like when I started streaming, and I just like I don't know, Inferno was new and it was doing well with viewers, so it was like trying to think of random shit to do with it every day. Yeah, the uh, the graceful Inferno. <laughs> Did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> awesome just like just super random stuff man yeah how was the no pillar inferno did you think it was possible initially before um, you started it i thought <clears throat> i thought it would be a lot more like rng based than it was as in like uh just the way before i started it i didn't think you would be able to like reliably just tank one hit the same way you would like with pillars and that you would be able to have ways to fix it after tanking one hit pretty much every time. A big part of that was because when I first started, I didn't think about using, like, dragging out of their attack range for off-taking very much. I was purely thinking about running under off-taking. So I was like, if it's far away, I'm going to get hit, like, four times. And then whenever I started it, I realized I can just run away, and they'll drag. Yeah. Yeah, because it seems like the. I mean, what are the ranges of those monsters? I swear they have like fifteen tile, twenty tile. Yeah, ranges. very far. <laughs> but uh, I I thought it would be like a lot harder than it was basically. And then, like I said, that was whenever I first started streaming. And again, my nerves were the death of me. I I, uh, I died on Zuck seven times doing the No Pillar Inferno. <laughs> oh God. And uh, I only died on the waves like two times. Yeah, dang, that's insane. So it, it, yeah, it like really sums it, sums it up for me. 
So that it, was, it was fun though. It was like it was super clickbait, and it was definitely a good like head start for my stream. Yeah, I want to. I kind of want to ask about that. Just starting off streaming, polling. I mean, <clears> I'm assuming hundreds of viewers, may, maybe even thousands. I don't know what. Yeah, um, I got hosts from both Wooks and Bodhi. So like that's about the best head start you can ask for. Yeah, holy shit. Like I said, I had been streaming for a month at that point. <laughs> I kind of had a head start to streaming in general because. Uh, after like the whole hacky incident, I already had like a decent Twitter following for whatever reason. People being nosy, I guess. Yeah, what was that? But, I, I was um, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with that. That was the third age longsword. Okay, so what exactly happened for those that don't? I mean, I'm I'm I uh, I just had a I just had a RuneScape Twitter like the same way a lot of people had RuneScape Twitters. Mm. I got third age long, tweeted it. Next morning, woke up, no more third age long. Fuck. Okay. But uh, like that went like viral or whatever you and, want to call it on Reddit. And that was the reason you de-ironed sort of just the whole hack and everything. Yeah, that was when I de-ironed and just played as a main and did pet hunting for a while. I see. But uh, <clears throat> like for some reason after that happened, like it kind of like led to me getting a lot of Twitter followers. So, like I got up to like two or three thousand Twitter followers off that. <laughs> And uh, I just kept using my Twitter, like a RuneScape Twitter, like what I made it for in the first place, like a screenshot if I get a cool drop or something. Talk to people. That's cool. So so whenever I started streaming, like I was able to like use my Twitter for like advertising my stream and stuff. And my first couple of streams, I was already like 50 to 100 viewers without having to like struggle through sitting at the bottom of the category and hoping someone notices me one day. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely a lot more optimal. I, I realize now how important just having a somewhat of a following anywhere else is in starting streaming because, yeah. Yeah, and you still see it to this day. Like, uh, Sinverna, whenever she started streaming, she immediately had a ton of viewers because she had a big Twitter following beforehand. Yep, yep. It's definitely the way to go. She was able to stream for, like, a few months and get partner, like, immediately. Yeah, that's a lot. And I feel like that's kind of similar to how my experience was. Like, I got partner, like, my fourth month of streaming. At what point did that you... was uh that was like the old days of partner two where there wasn't like the affiliate program and oh yeah there weren't standard like guidelines for meeting the criteria to become partner you would send in an application and you get an automated response that's a yes or a no damn oh yeah there was no such thing as a sub button for affiliates right or did that had had that come out yet um I think it came out the month before I got partner actually okay. So at what point did you kind of go full-time streaming? Was it pretty soon after just streaming? Oh uh, yeah, it was partner? pretty it was it was pretty shortly after I got partner. Okay. That's so cool. Just I always just find <clears> that so awesome. So my first uh my first like 4 months of streaming, I uh would just do like short streams after work like 2 or 3 hours and then uh being an EMT, I had a schedule where I typically be like be on for 4 days and then off for 4 days. So I had, like, multiple days in a row where I could, like, try to do, like, longer streams and stuff. And then I would just, like, have to disappear for a while, basically. Hmm. Did you ever have, like, uh, I don't know. I always find it really interesting, the stories that I've heard from other content creators of them going full-time. Like, were you nervous at all about doing that? Or were you just, um, like, fucking excited that you just played <clears throat> RuneScape? Yeah, I was super excited to get to play more RuneScape. <laughs> I, uh... No reason for it. Mm. I uh, I was still living in, at my uh, at my dad's house at the time, so 
I w- I wasn't worried about if it failed. Plus, uh, I uh, had the safety net of like being able to go back to my old job as an EMT if I needed to. Yeah. Because uh, I left like on really good terms with them, and uh, like they they told me that they would be willing to let me go full time again whenever I wanted to. That's cool. Uh, they they were also hoping I would pick up part time shifts, which I didn't end up doing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I guess it, I guess it wasn't like it was more excited than stress because I had like the safety net of one, I'm not on my own, and two, I uh, had the backup plan. And there's just so much excitement with streaming because you just really don't know where it will go. So it's not like you just know exactly what. I don't know. It's not like it's, it's not like a real set routine. You just really <clears> don't know what happens every day when you go live. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was just exciting like that. Honestly, like every single every single day, like it, it was just a different feeling compared to now. Like now, it's like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it's worse, but it's like every day I pretty much know what to expect yeah. for the most part. Yeah. And whenever whenever I first started, it's like, man, I might get like a really big host today or something. I wonder what's gonna happen. Yeah. No, but definitely, I, I still feel that, but I definitely am with you. And of course, you've been streaming for a couple of years longer than I have. So, yeah, it, it. I feel like any pursuit kind of ends up getting a little bit mundane a bit, even though it's still nice. It's just like, it's not as exciting as it once was. So, yeah, it's just routine. Yeah. Chronologically, you had done your no pillar on stream you had started an iron man and then i just want to kind of drift into chambers and your experience there because that was definitely probably what you're known for most is your tebow grind (laughs) you know it should be at this point it should be considered your elder mall grind but nobody cares about goddamn elder mall so nobody cares about the elder mall (laughs) until the until the hardcore gets like four or five of them then everyone (laughs) loves the elder mall so how was the chambers grind Um, And and oh let me also ask what was the experience for you learning how to solo chambers and everything so uh chambers i uh before i made that iron man like back in like the early inferno days and stuff i had like dabbled around in solos but i was about as clueless as anyone at that point like the extent of my knowledge was doing one to zero with the elder mall <laughs> and uh scouting for like an hour to find Mudadal shaman mystics yeah. every single raid. <laughs> Just literally get on and like after work and play for like four hours and do like two raids. <laughs> I can love it, dude. But it was fun because like people weren't doing it. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was, it sucked, but it was fun. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so whenever I made the Iron Man, and then I got around to the point where it was ready for chambers, I had to learn how to like actually do solos and not do not just do like one to zero with a bgs or something like that like i wanted to actually learn how to do it Mm -hmm. so uh at the time two people like really really helped me uh obviously uh you're not gonna be surprised by this one but tipper kitty oh yep yeah he um would watch my stream daily for probably like two or three months straight and uh thankfully backseat me which uh, a lot of people know i don't like being backseated very much but i love being backseated whenever it's shit that i don't know how to do and it's somebody that knows what they're doing. And yeah, someone who about. most definitely knows how to do it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was like a big help for me. And then uh, it was also the start of my friendship with Puggin. He uh, actually like took like multiple hours out of his day and like came into a raid with me and like would go into phase three on with me and just reset it, show me how to do it, and then let me try. 
and just like repeat that shit over and over again. So uh, like Puggin basically straight up taught me uh, how to do four to one. And was he a streamer at that point? Um, he was starting to stream. Okay. Like literally just starting. That's so cool. You just have like these beasts that just help out. I know. Yeah. I don't really know the whole time frame. I just remember the first person I really saw just beasting out at solos was Hauke. Oh yeah. Just Hauke was always insane yeah, from the sauna. Just built different. I don't know. Just miss the Hauke sauna streams. <laughs> I know they. <laughs> I don't remember those. Yeah. His stream setup was in like a shack out in his backyard. <laughs> and it was like a sauna. Maybe, maybe I do. He was was he actually like using? The he just sauna looked like he was in a okay. sauna. Okay, yeah. It, it was like a shack. I don't think it was actually a sauna, but it looked like a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> and he would always call it the sauna streams. I think the first time because it was, was whenever it was whenever he would be home from school. Okay, okay, I see. I remember Hauke doing Zami flicking, and this is before I'd ever seen anybody flicking zammy before ever like i had seen a little bit of bandos but zammy i thought was completely different because i was super newbie at the time and watching how like, do that was just unbelievable i was like what i feel like it's also unappreciated or underappreciated how uh how difficult that was like specifically the zammy flicking at the time because if you think back to that time period like very few people actually like thought of the game as like broken down into game ticks the way they do now we didn't have NPC indicators. We didn't have like tile markers and everything. Didn't have like the game wasn't either. the game wasn't like availably broken down to you like that. Like you had to actually see it like that yourself. Yeah. And a, a place like Zami, anyone who's ever done Zami flicking, like the animations are garbage. All the minion attack animations and Zami's attack animations are like delayed animations. Yeah. So awful. if you're trying to use them as like visual cues, it's not going to help you. Like, compared to, like, Bandos, where, like, all the minions have, like, a one-tick attack animation. It's the exact attack, that, or the exact tick they attack on. It's, uh, they're all one by one. Broder has the has the punch, you know? Yep. That Whereas Zami's is, like, subtle, gets overridden by, like, his flinching animation all the time. You, oh, like, it's not as, like, Zami's visually awful. friendly as Bandos. And, like, in my opinion, that made it much harder, especially at that time, where the game wasn't as broken down as we see it now. Yep. No, definitely, because like you kind of have to pioneer that on your own. What are you going to look? Ba- for? Basically, look ahead of his for? time, you know, exactly. ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm still trying to think. When is Arma flicking? Gonna, I mean, I know Arma flicking is pretty much useless. Like, there's no real reason to do that. But I'm surprised yeah, I mean, Arma flicking was never. I, I know people have. There's there's Corporal Eric videos of it from like 2015. Oh, really? It's just <laughs> yeah. I, you I, can I just, probably find them. I just swear, if you miss one of those three tick. Uh, flicks from Cree, you're just dead you're taking a 70 to the face like it's so risky yeah doing that. corporal eric has videos of him doing like just afk with blowpipe flicking oh okay okay interesting it wasn't it wasn't anything like the exact punch and pot clicking though or flicking mm. it was uh it was just prioritizing like Cree flicks and then flicking the minions between Cree attacks when you can i see yeah but then like you know then we have exact like doing the red x step under to make Cree five tick and having all the minions off tick five tick <laughs> So nuts. I really Which is probably a lot easier to keep up with, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a sure. lot better results. It's crazy how just I don't know. God Wars is just solved now. I mean, now we have all these like new items. Like it's, both. It's just RuneScape, man. It's just RuneScape at this point. Like people keep finding ways to get better results while putting in less effort. Yeah. Like a 
Like I was just talking about how exact's method for the Cree flicking versus what like a Corporal Eric was doing at that time. Exact's method, like half as much effort and probably two or three times better results, you know? Yeah. Uh, think back to just TOA release recently. The first iteration of the butterfly method was click every single game tick yes. for your bathing. Yes. Now there's like ways to do it where you click two out of five ticks and people like just so quickly find easier way th- easier ways to do things like the nine different bandos uh bofa guiding methods just kept getting easier and easier and easier yeah. <laughs> like now it's literally people just, just have the game so min max at this point <laughs> no. it's weird and the craziest thing is thinking back to a time for me personally where i didn't even understand what a tick was i mean i'm talking 2015 <clears throat> I, I learning how to prayer learning how to one tick flick just on like the quick prayers was so insanely difficult for me I can only imagine how difficult it is for the majority of players that try to get into that kind of stuff. It's just like so. You think that's un- like everyone's first introduction to game ticks is like one tick bear flicking? I think it must be for the majority of people because that was my. Unless they're doing like tick manipulation skilling, maybe. That was my introduction, and the thing that made it worse was the servers were fucking garbage, and I didn't understand that other worlds were better than others. So I would be on like world three hundred two, where the cannon literally is just like go and super lag mode and i'm trying to one take yeah. like i can't get this down like no wonder like it's crazy like so many people still don't know that like i know toa streams have exposed that to me i know it's crazy people will just camp on a world with 1200 people on it i'm like everyone um i guess i guess like logically it would make sense like everyone thinks ping is all that matters yeah or they see a lot of players on the world and they're like oh like that's where everyone's going like that must be a great world right no absolutely not yeah, also, like, RuneScape being, like, a turn-based game, basically, makes it where, like, ping is it as important as it would be for, like, an FPS. Yeah, I think people do rely on that. It's people, about... like, if I'm streaming late, which I have been a lot recently, I'm on a UK world, people are like, how do you play with 120 ping? It's like... It's not about 600 the 600 millisecond intervals, like, I... It's hard for a human to react in like less than 50 milliseconds. It's not going to change anything. Yeah. And what you really want, and the UK worlds are always the best. I mean, just the most consistent, the most, I don't know. They just don't have these weird lag spikes here and there. They're Even though you're getting a little bit higher paying, it's way better. Yeah, especially at that time of the night. Mm-hmm. So, Tebow, how was that? How was grinding for the elusive Tebow that just never seemed to come? Oh man, it uh, it was interesting because like similar to the May somewhat like it it was like something that started to like kind of consume my life a little bit, and it was like man I just wanted it so bad why why can't I get it? <laughs> but at the same time like even in the moment I understood that it was like helping my stream a lot and that I was having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. So it was kind of a. Especially when I got it, it was like bittersweet. Like I was like super, super happy to have it and like be able to use it. And it was like honestly a lot of publicity at the time as well, which uh, like carried on over for a couple of weeks. But like a month later, like the hype has died down and it's like, I want to go do more chambers. Yeah. And then it puts me in a situation like I'm in right now. Like I'm not bored of TOA yet, <clears throat> even though I have everything. So I've still been doing TOA on my last few streams and, uh, all day long. It's like, why are you doing this? You have other chores. <laughs> other chores to do, man. What the fuck? Yeah. Quit enjoying the game. Do something that makes you hate it. Yeah. On to the next one. 
Yep. Yeah, no, but it is really str- it's strange that that kind of happens as a streamer. Like you really like want to Iron get something. Man. It's the Iron Man, man. It really is. I mean, you saw it with Ari Slash. Ari Slash really wanted a Tebow. Obviously, his story was a little different because he's the hardcore and he just doesn't really want to do much else because it's just a safe death at Chambers. But yeah, once he got his Tebow, I mean, he was just so butthurt that he couldn't get a Tebow. As soon as he gets, it's like, eh, I'm bored. I'm kind of just yeah. Like, you need that. You need something. And honestly, going for a Tebow, I think, is on. That is probably the best grind to go dry on. I know that sounds like horrible to people that are still missing a Tebow, but I really do think it's just one of those great grinds that you get to just enjoy. You get into the flow state of it. You just see so much improvement over time. And unfortunately, you don't get to use the Tebow for all those kills, obviously, but like, something just. Just want it so bad, and Tebow's so iconic, so much more iconic than even the Shadow, mm. I think. Or oh yeah, for me, uh, for me, like I would say the biggest like contributing factor for enjoying the game is improvement. Yep, like that's what I've been doing with TOA recently. That's why I'm not ready to leave TOA is because I still see improvement and I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, and that's how Chambers was for me at the time, especially. It's like every single day trying to get better at it. Let's skip over to TOA because uh, it is definitely the newest release and a hot topic. And you have, I just got to say, been absolutely killing it at TOA. I just cannot. I did one 500 <laughs> and I almost died at the end too. I just got lucky that my shadow hit. But uh, dude, 575s, what the fuck? Like that just, Kefri's take 13 minutes and that's like an average Kefri. Like, oh man, I, uh, yesterday, dude, I, uh, I'm about to send you a screenshot of a 575 I did. Show me. I'll show it to the people on YouTube. I don't even know what happened. Then. Okay. I, uh, it was like before. I, it was before I started my stream. I don't even know what happened. So, oh, this is like a- my my average Kefries are like 13 minutes. Yeah, 927 for those listening. 927 Kefri and a 575, which is literally yeah three over three minutes fast it was so crazy that i was like i have to take a screenshot of the board because no one's gonna believe it they're gonna be like you didn't have medic on (laughs) so i have to show that it ended as a 575 in over 40 minutes holy shit so let me ask you uh because i did see just like a couple days ago now you're just going for those speedy 500s and yeah that was just something i was doing last night it was fun though okay what do you think of like the rates? I guess uh, the rates of doing five seventy fives or like are five seventy fives the <clears> best? <throat> do you think for items wise? Just if you were to get constant completions, I mean, I'm assuming probably not. Really, probably not. What do you think uh, would be if you're comparing it like a five forty setup? Uh, at least something that I was running a lot and mm-hmm. No Monkey also runs a lot. Uh, the difference would be medic and quiet prayers. So quiet prayers can add some inconsistency. But uh, Quiet Prayers is pretty manageable. Medic is just, it's not going to be worth the extra time that it adds. It adds, like, I would say seven minutes on average. Okay, so would you think... For 15, for 15 points or 15 levels? Yeah, that's probably not worth it. I so just... I would think, I would honestly think 560 would probably be meta in a perfect world where someone could be 100% consistent with it. Okay. What's the but, best uh, part mistakes of... are super punishing, especially if you're trying to min-max yeah the hardest part but yeah medic definitely is just super i i understand it's engaging but it's like god damn that just takes so long yeah what is what is i the actually best like medic it's fun but that probably goes back to the self-improvement part mm-hmm. 
You say what's the hardest part of a 575? So what's like the funnest part of a 575? Oh, and what's the worst part? Like what's just the part where you dread? You're just like, oh, gotta do this. Uh, the most fun part, at least. Okay, two most fun parts. P4 Warden always going to be like the most fun part. It's like the final stand and mm-hmm. super intense and fast. And it's like the make or break moment if you get rewarded or not. So like that's always going to be the most fun. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy doing Zebek with the quiet bears and doing the melee uh, the melee baiting, like stepping in yeah. and out every six ticks. It's, uh, it's fun to like keep track of it while trying to do zero bear and managing that with your five tick attack cycle. Yeah. So it's almost like a, it's almost like an inverse like bandos flicking. That's cool. It's so, like yeah. super similar to that, except you're always one bear point and one HP. Yeah, I, I just love that you're doing all this crazy stuff and you're doing like the little. You're not even using your quick prayer orb. You're just doing like the manual flicks. I just that's where the game actually gets pretty addicting. Those little prayer switches and stuff. I I get really addicted to flicking at Sarah. I'm not. It great makes it, at it, yet, it but it's just fun. Just. It honestly makes it easier to like keep track of the game ticks because it's so easy to zone out and just lose your sense of time if you're just sitting there one tick flicking. True. Because then you're not thinking about it anymore. You're just trying to keep a rhythm going. And then whenever you break that to do something else, you lose that rhythm immediately. What do you think about Akka? Uh, Akka is... Most people probably say it's the hardest room in the raid, but it's also... I'm going to be biased. I have a shadow. I butterfly it. Like it's it's <laughs> yes. one of the most fun rooms in the raid, dude. Doing three hundreds, Akka just it sucks without a shadow because yes. butterfly yes. sucks. Like your <laughs> DPS is so bad, and he just rips you through prayer like chip damage. Yeah, now Akka without a but shadow. But as soon as you get a the... shadow, it's like the most fun room. Exactly. It's so like soothing. It's like it, it's like solo home. <laughs> yeah, it really is, dude. Doing three hundreds, by the way, like because I, I learned butterfly doing my five hundred. And I was really happy. I'm glad. You know what? I got to just say, I'm glad they came out the the fan kit that was a 500 because it really did force me to learn a lot of things that I just. Oh yeah, motivator, man. Yeah, and dude, oh my god, doing a 300, uh, Aka is just so quick. I mean, you're getting that room done in under three minutes, just like in out, basically just butterfly. And I'm making mistakes too, but like, dude, the shadow is so busted. <laughs> You're like three. Yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch Smork speed running uh, TOA going for the expert record, and he'll be like disappointed if he has like a two fifty five Aka. I'm like, shit, man. <laughs> I'm like, hey, sub six Aka, let's go. Yeah. Oh my god. So, wh- are there any improvements that Jagex could have made to a TOA? Do you think? Oh, by the way, I also want to ask this: Is five seventy five a good ending point? Like, is that is do you think it's challenging enough or do you think it, there should have been more invocations that made shit like really crazy? Uh, overall, I'm really happy with the difficulty of it, but a couple things I don't like. I First off, uh, don't like that it's like an arbitrary restriction. The only reason that you can't truly do max difficulty is because of not having the DPS to hit the time limits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh... It'd be cool if they were like, I don't know what to call them, like extra invocations maybe that could be used in place of the time invocations once you hit a certain point. Like, uh, let's say, let's say like, I can't think of an example invocation right now, but let's say they add this extra invocation. It's a mechanical invocation. It's worth 25 levels, but you can only use it at 575 to get to 600 in place of a time invocation. 
That's so it's like some extra hard challenge. And it cool. gives you the extra 25 to get to 600 in place of a time invocation. Yeah, that would be really cool. What would you think of that uh, mechanic? Oh, man, I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of ideas going around, especially in No Monkey Stream. I've been watching him a lot recently. Uh, they have ideas daily. A lot of it involves uh, the Phantoms during P3. Because a lot, a lot of people agree, especially as you get to higher invocations, like P3 becomes a longer part of the fight and nothing ever changes about it. Yeah. You're talking it's words, always the right? same whether you're, yeah whether you're on entry mode or doing 575 mm -hmm. p3 is essentially the same on wardens all the time yeah what is up with that <clears> that uh, <throat> uh like i don't think zabak ever speeds up does it or or if you do a level his uh his attack rate stays the same but the uh, the actual projectile speeds up which lowers your reaction time okay also i just thought about this what if you do max out your 575 whatever and then there's a way to add the additional 25 or even i mean i i would say this would be way more than 25 points i would even say like 75 of something where you do max it out you get an extra 75 or something to make everything level six yeah is that going going past 600 would be cool but i don't want to get banned for two weeks <laughs> yeah oh you know what let's just ask what are your thoughts on that i sure oh, man so so much respect for new type he, he knew going into it he'd get banned He's the one that I, uh, did the 770. Yeah. Yeah. So so much respect, man. <laughs> the, the video the video is a work of art too. He took like an hour plus raid and condensed it into like a ten minute video without missing a beat and has like nice little edits in there. Every <clears throat> everything's informative. Like he's telling he's showing you like how many mistakes he makes, which is almost zero. Jesus Christ. Keeping track of like how many times he uses his Karis throughout the whole thing. What a beast. Um Anyone who struggles on Aka and Rage, which is almost everyone, yep. uh, go watch that video. Like, he gets hit by one orb on a 770. Like, he, he's on that face for, like, five minutes and gets hit one time. Jesus. I mean, you know, there has been a lot of people whining, me included, of the Aka phase. Um, it's just so different than any other piece of content we've ever had in the game, and it feels incredibly punishing. But... It all is avoidable, technically. You just have to have a galaxy brain in order to yeah. in some of those spots. But it is all it's avoidable. It's just hard. Yeah. Get asked about it a lot. Like it's just difficult. Yep. I'm trying to think. I mean, I, uh, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Like yeah. it almost feels like it should have been an invocation. Yeah. Oh yeah, that a hundred percent. Maybe not the phase itself, but like maybe like the base difficulty should have been like half as difficult as it is right now, mm -hmm. and then the invocation makes it the current difficulty. Yeah, it is cool having something that's difficult. It just feels incredibly overwhelming simply because th there can just be a ton of white in just the corner you're in, and it just feels unbelievably stressful. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of a hard spot because it's like, okay, my my stance on it. If you're like trying to do like 500 plus and you're complaining about it then it's the classic skill issue because <laughs> yeah. like you're trying to do something really hard to get a prestigious reward the fan kit mm -hmm. and you're complaining that's really hard but on the other hand there's the average or casual players that are doing like sub 300 and that phase is still insanely hard for them yeah and like they can't even keep up with it drinking brews with how much damage they're taking you know yeah so it's like do we want to balance it to them or do we want to keep it balanced for the super difficult ones? And then on top of that, 
there is the whole debate about if the rate is already like easy enough at the base difficulty mm-hmm. like even considering that one super hard part like if you, if you take that away then what's what's left in the difficulty that's true everyone's already already talking about how accessible it is and how like so many drops are coming in the game yeah and to be fair the aka phase it's just our obsession with trying to get it done without losing any ticks that makes it just oh yeah you you have to slow down exactly that's really what it came down because it it is always possible to dodge it is not always possible to dodge in five tick your attacks yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's when it starts getting incredibly frustrating when you're just trying to save every tick and you're like why am i like why don't i just step back for a second and take a breather because that i mean you really can just wait as long as you need and wait uh and then hit so uh, i brought up a suggestion in your stream even of Maybe there could be an invocation of making the white balls go diagonal. That would be an invocation. And then just the base would be having them only go north to south and east to west. Um, personally, I think the diagonals are really the hardest part of the entire thing. Because it's just so hard to tell. Kind yeah, of they're, not, they're not as obvious. Yeah. So those diagonals are a bitch. Everything else, I mean, just the ones that just go straight across... Uh, those are pretty nice. And I feel like that would actually be a lot more engaging and a lot more fun, personally. I don't know. Obviously, it would definitely drastically reduce the difficulty of it. But, I don't know. Those diagonals are just so wonky. It's so hard to tell when they're about to hit you. Yeah. As long as it's like... I feel like at that point, it would have to be like a 20-point invocation mm-hmm. with how much it would change the difficulty. 100%. I saw Mulgoat Kirby's clip of that glitched... Zebak. Oh, the Zebak waves. <laughs> just flinging everything. I was like, that'd be a fun invocation. It. I feel like. Yeah, I guess be... we were talking originally about huh. the idea of uh, like what new invocations would be. That like, would imagine be like imagine situations like that during like P3 Warden, oh, or having yeah. like all four phantoms on P3 Warden. Yeah, that would be rough. That would be incredibly rough. But yeah, I would love to see that because watching that kind of shit would just be a yeah a thrill. I think the the main concern should be like keeping the ability to do it like flawless basically mm-hmm. like make it playable but they, they could really up the difficulty with stuff like that yeah for sure because right now like I, I know a lot of people aren't uh, interested in like pursuing like super high doa invocation because it's not like i'm gonna say it's not as like focused on the actual room mechanics as much as like tob for example mm-hmm. where like your main focus is like always the room mechanics basically yeah uh, high invocation TOA is survivability and supply conservation. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of prayer flaking, unless you want to bring like no switches and have your full inventory be prayer. Yeah, but then you're just doing horrible DPS. And you're probably gonna get way more tilted. Yeah, like if you want to do it fast, you have to you have to supply your, or you have to conserve your supplies a lot. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Which like I, I enjoy the min maxing of it, but yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And you make it just, I mean, it's crazy. You and others can make things just look so easy. I mean, you doing Kefri. Make it look easy. I, I still die a lot. Let's get let's get that straight. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, it's just, I mean, it's incredible. It almost feels impossible not to. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it's, you have to go so long without making mistakes. I know. And it's just like so many rooms are so dragged out. I mean, Zebak for me, like, I wasn't really, um... I don't know. I wasn't efficiently range potting and stuff before, but when I was doing my 500, I just drink a normal range pot before I went in. And like, dude, those Zebaks were sometimes taking nine minutes. I'm just like, oh yeah, like hurry up, (laughs) hurry up. Like it just gets old. 
Um, so I that's a little bit of the stuff I don't really like, but that is really what makes it tough. It's just like, okay, don't make a single mistake for an hour. Yeah, it's like a it's like a stamina test. Yeah, it really is. Um, but you're right about like make maybe making wardens difficult, more difficult, and adding like the other wardens as well, and just making things seem yeah. a lot more intense <clears throat> rather than just like dragged out. Like we were saying earlier, like that's the part to me, especially on the warden fight, which is the final boss fight. That's the part that just stands out as like, all right, let's get it over with already. Uh, yeah. Phase three. Like whenever, whenever you first turn on insanity and you first have like the super fast floor, it's like, oh my god, this is crazy. But then after you do it 10, 20, 400 times, you, uh, it just, it's so repetitive. So it's like nothing changes on insanity. Like if, if you were doing the warden and you were doing like a, an entry level, like 70 or whatever it is yeah. with just the warden invocations on, mm-hmm. like phase three would be the exact same except for taking less time. Okay. What about this? Super insanity, extreme insanity. It's another one that warden attacks one tick faster and it can do anything like it, it can choose whatever side it can do multiple sides over and over and over uh it can do the middle over and over and over it can just kind of decide randomly what it's about to do do you think that would be fun or do you think that'd just be like stupid <laughs> like just insanely difficult so you always have to react you always like you basically <clears throat> have to be standing in the back row because you would have to have that additional tick to see uh, you don't have to have mm-hmm. the additional tick but like you would definitely want it I feel like that's something that I'm, I I don't know how I would feel about it until I actually played it. Yeah, I think that would actually be kind I feel of like it'd fun. Be kind of, just yeah, just like him hitting like the same side over and over, and you're about to like move over, but you just can't, and it's one tick faster. So, what is it right now? Is it like every three or four ticks? Yeah, I think it's three tick. Okay, I think overclock two is four tick. Okay, yeah. If it was <clears throat> two tick and it could just switch whenever it wanted, that would be insane. That would be I like really the cool. idea of like at 20 percent and like after the last set of skulls Mm -hmm. what if instead of having like that last little shuffle phase where you're doing the the same old ground shuffle all the way down to five percent and then the hill what about at 20 percent it goes straight to half the floor is gone the lightning is out the uh the phantoms are speeding up like the the enrage phase starts at 20 percent and then once you get it down to five percent where it does that heal and it heals up it automatically goes down to the last row Ooh, see you have to spend that long on the last row yeah that last the last row i don't think it's always possible to dodge everything is that correct or is it always possible because i Um, swear like sometimes you'll get like four black circles all at the same tick and it's just like like i i think you could potentially move over but it would be like i think it might always be possible i've never seen the entire row if it's always Uh, possible that's cool I just the lightning know. is every three ticks, I want to say. So you would have two ticks to move. So unless unless you've ever seen five in a row, that would be the only time that's impossible. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. I, I don't know if I've ever seen five in a row. I've definitely seen four in a row, but you can move for two ticks and get out of that. Yeah. I think what would actually be cool as well is... It if... becomes impossible once you lock yourself in a combat tick. Yes. And it would lock yourself if you're on the very edge and there's... Yeah, it, it's just like Akka. I think it's possible to do it like every time with zero damage, minus like quiet bear ship damage, of course. But you'd have to lose ticks here and there. Yeah, not not while five ticking. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking. Okay, what if after twenty percent, you had the you had the black circles spawning, but slower 
and you still had to dodge the waves as well and then after like the whole like six percent or five percent or whatever it gets to then it's <clears throat> so instead of like three tick lightning you have like four tick lightning while the wind yeah, is still maybe, like slim in the floor yeah something like that just but but then again that would feel like the more intense part so maybe that doesn't work out like yeah. you want it to get continually more intense i don't know i guess it just depends like Baba, for example, once you're on that floor shuffle part, like you don't have to ac ever actively dodge the Baba rocks. They they just naturally fall behind you mm -hmm. because you're going with the wardens attacks anyways. So like that that mechanic almost feels pointless. Yeah, that's true. Because you like, okay, yeah. like <laughs> you will I, I'm never not gonna lie. I'm not gonna it. lie and say I never messed up and been hit, been hit by it. Like my my guilt my guilty one is like whenever i finish the skulls and i run back to the middle yep. then i get hit by it <laughs> yep, yep. but once you're in that warden like attack yeah, cycle with the insanity you have you to never want get hit to get by hit but to get hit by it yeah yeah you know, for sure yeah i'm surprised that uh i don't think those ever shoot down faster right like i don't think kefri's ever get sped up to like meteor down a little bit quicker do they because i know in the actual kefri fight they shoot down really fast but not at wardens I thought they did, but uh, they, maybe I, they I have. I've never used a leveled up Kefri on the warden because okay. whenever I started leveling up for going high invocation, I uh, switched to Baba. swapped to Zebit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I feel like Baba's follow tick faster, but those I definitely can tell you for have sure. to. I think Kefri's are slower. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I think that is the case because Kefri's have always felt way easier to dodge. Yeah. Except for aerial assault. <laughs> oh yeah the aerial assault i mean i don't know i definitely prefer akka and kefri on the wardens but only if akka is well actually never mind i take it back i actually do like akka more now even with the change because initially when they had i think like a couple weeks after toa release they made it so akka on wardens actually does kind of switch randomly but it would get to the point where it was switching without even attacking it would just yeah it would do it like five or six times in a row it's <laughs> yeah. such a mind hook and i was like okay i don't know where we're off or we're just gonna tank it but at least i just dodged like five attacks it's funny though when i started using uh zebek and baba i was like so nervous about it at first because i had only used kefri and aka yep. but i was like starting exactly. to want to push high invocation i was like i gotta use aerial assault yep and i started doing zebek and baba and my immediate reaction is why was i afraid of this yeah, it's literally easier. You like especially with no quiet bears, like you take no damage from Zebuk. Yeah, no, that. Whereas Aka, like you're having a brew with like every 15 seconds because you got hit 15s over and over again. I'm just surprised Aka doesn't even have a some sort of visual indicator of what it's about to shoot out. It's just weird. Yeah, that was another thing too. Like you were talking about how it would change like five or six times in a row. I would just give up and leave a prayer on. <laughs> I know because, well, I really think, I mean, that is, that's not broken to add a visual indicator. I'm sorry, you said you like Akka better? I do like it better, but only because I'm running super easy 300s now where it's just every three. I just, mm. I just count. I don't even have to. Okay, like, no stay like, vigilant. Okay. Yeah. Even with stay vigilant though, it's a lot easier now because it can't do the whole switch, 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 switch. You just. Yeah. It now is. that you mention it, I think that was like my reasoning for using it too. Because when I switched, when I stopped using it, it, was whenever they made it where Stay Vigilant actually affects the fandom. Yeah, it's actually pretty nice now, just because Aka attacks so slow, and whenever he skips an attack, like it's just a free like, I swear eight ticks or something where you just have to do nothing. Yeah. So I kind of like that about it, and Kefri's and bombs. Yeah, the slower. Kefri bomb is like easier to dodge. Mm -hmm. Baba, you uh. You really can't dodge it. You have to. You have to think about where it's gonna fall. Like I, I use the game sound of it falling oh, yeah. to help me. That shit's tough. 
And when you're on the final row, like you have to think about like you're battling. Like if I'm going one east, <laughs> yeah. and then I go one east again, I can't go one west after that. I have to go two west. Yeah, watching you die at the end of that yeah. one because of that getting rock double bouldered. Just, just so sad to see. Just like <sighs> it's it, it just falls apart so quickly. Yeah, I mean that was about to be my 500. I got hit like a 50 something to the rock, and I was like, I'm dead. But luckily, my shadow hit. Oh, yeah, I've had ones like that where I made the same mistake and actually won just because of the shadow, like, rolling big on that last hit. <laughs> it's like, thank God. Oh, yeah. So, it's super hard, though. Like I, like we were talking about originally, like, mm-hmm. I, I think an invocation, like, an, ex, like a, an extended or upgraded insanity where you have a lot more time on that last row would be pretty good. That would be kind of fun. And, and again, assuming that it is possible with perfect play to dodge everything. I think that's perfect. Um, it reminds me of all. Honestly, even if you can't dodge everything, like if it if it's unlikely enough to get one that you can't dodge, like twenty damage from it's not going to throw away the run. I just like the idea of not having any supplies and being like twenty HP and being yeah. able to successfully do it without. I mean, but you would just have to miss ticks. So the Fosani achievement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I also like. Uh, how ohm like ohm head phase everything is dodgeable and it's just like not ohm's attacks though i, I guess mean, can, i mean you technically you can at the cost zeros. of dps exactly but, yeah i just like that idea of like you're one hp and you can get through the full head phase if you just are patient the emergency card yeah <laughs> i it just sucks when ohm is uh unscuffed and you're just like holy shit like you literally have oh yeah that like split second to react to every shadow that's obnoxious. What do you think? Just the extra fix difficulty that, automatically. Is that appropriate uh, to have in the game? That's my first question, I guess, because some people actually like. It's such it. a confusing concept, and I think to this day, and no one even knows exactly why it happens. I think mm-hmm. the going theory is that it has something to do with the amount of instances open on our world, which is ever increasing every day, especially when we get like a new raid. Yeah. Um, it's it's at the point where throughout the course of like one ohm fight, it'll change like four or five times on you. <laughs> So it's like it'll change mid. It's really confusing. Twice. It's another it's another thing to keep track of, and yeah. someone learning especially is going to be really confused how they dodged this crystal and then the very next crystal hit them, even though they did the same exact thing. Yep. It's it's a super confusing concept. Like I'm not going to call it a game breaker because you can like learn how to deal with it, and it does add like a tiny bit of like I don't even know if I want to call it like extra skill gap because you don't really like play anything differently it's just something to think about Mm -hmm. no it definitely adds a little bit of complexity but i just definitely rather it always be scuffed it's so yeah and and in a perfect world they would like always have it have the one tick delay yeah i like that for uh for those crystals just because it is so much nicer to play with especially if you're not like zoomed out to the moon Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on adding adrenalines to the main game like the potions yeah oh god no we got the ring man i know i'm just uh i'm curious i I would i would prefer getting uh getting a form of overloads before something like that like salts in the in the real game some not not salt god no man come on i was uh okay so like when next came out out. like something crazy bust is gonna come out in the next couple when next came out i had the idea of using nile shards to make a make make an overload that can be used like in the entire game but it's not like a 120 overload. It's not a 125 overload. It's like 118, 112, 109. Okay. Like the current max boost mm-hmm. outside of raids, I suppose. And it just 
works the same as a standard overload, does 50 damage, heals 50 afterwards, and boosts to the current maxes. To be honest, I think, and I know this will be busted, but I really do think we are at the point where we can make it so like all things go up to 120, potentially. But again, it doesn't need it's to come It's just such like a year. big boost for range and mage. It is. And with but... the shadow especially, as soon as that happens, yeah. like <laughs> you will use the shadow everywhere. You already yeah. almost do. Yeah. No, I just want it simply be just to like streamline everything. Rip the band-aid off. You just want to rip the band-aid off. It's going to happen eventually. I'm like, dude, it, we've been at 112 range forever and we're using normal ranging. There's not even such thing as super ranging pots yet. Like, can we just get those? Like, I would be okay if super ranging pots came out and they were 118 and uh, some crate. And again, these potions would be expensive. I want them to be expensive. I want them to be like okay you're only gonna i mean every, obviously every end game player is gonna be using them at all times. yeah it's not gonna deter people and look at everyone using their 60k sandfuse exactly i just want but i want it to two be, extra bear points <laughs> exactly i want it, it sometimes even one isn't it or i don't know probably um but yeah i just want things to be a little bit more streamlined i kind of i don't like the meta with the imbued heart so your whole thing of overload just having a 109 constant that would just be i hate using preserve fuck preserve it'd be a boost over the imbued heart because you don't get to keep that 109 very long yeah, it just goes away instantaneously sometimes because you have to like base it off of your uh, little sixty cent, sixty uh, second counter. My thing about it is, uh, I guess much like RS three, we're kind of going in the direction of like Switchscape. Like you see all these crazy TOA inventories, like people will speed around three hundreds. They don't have Bruce. <laughs> nope. And it's like, uh, so like that works really well for like raids, and you see it in chambers all the time too. Like people have super min max inventories, mm-hmm. and. Uh, a big part of that is like the overloads adding like the quality of life for that where like you don't have to worry so much about like reboosting your stats. Yeah. So it is time, do you think, for overloads? I, I'm even personally even... pro overloads. I know it's I know that it's gonna have like differing opinions. I don't I I like the idea of overloads. I do too. I just I I don't think we're ready for like one twenty range, one twenty mage. That really would just the main reason that's a bad idea is because it just fucks over melee so hard. Because, like, melee would be getting, like, hardly anything and range is all... Because the way I see it, like, stat boosts like that is cool, but that's taking away some massive upgrades that we could get from, like, just direct gear. Yeah, that's true. Which leads to, like, future content. That's, like, that's raids... That's the DPS boost we can get from raids 4 and have massive power creep from it. Or the potion can make number go up a little bit. That's true. Okay, uh, maybe we could wait until, like, raids 4 to get, like, super ranging pots. Yeah, magic. Yeah, super magic pots. We don't have super magic. We just have magic pots. <clears throat> we have. Oh wait, wait, wait. What's the ancient brews? Battle mage. Uh, ancient brews are like. Is it goes? Do those? I think they give you a little bit of prayer points, and they give you magic level. Is that one of six magic it boosts you up to from ninety nine? It's not as high as a heart, but it's more than a battle mage yeah. and magic pot. Interesting. I yeah. think they give you a little prayer, don't they? Uh, probably. Whatever they do, they're more useful than the Minify potion. Yeah, I just never. Yeah, the Minify potion. I I still barely. Let us combine like Nile shards and Minify potion and like super combat and fashion and battle is. mage. Yeah, be able to only make like two potions per inventory, like at your bank. Just just so many <laughs> ingredients. You and gotta you, run to like four different banks per potion. And you have to take like twenty damage every time you mix it. Just get a little mini explosion in your face. It's so potent. You get a one dose afterwards. Yeah. I I mean you honestly, as as annoying as that would be to have a one one dose potion suck. By the way, I already realized oh, that yeah, after they that. came out with those and uh, the Ambrosia, <laughs> yeah, like it's just stupid. Like 
we don't got time for this. Like, just make, I, I don't know. I'm a huge fan of four doses at all times. Just make them super crazy, you know, expensive, whatnot. I like four doses. Apparently, I think RS3 has six dose potions, don't they? Yeah, flasks. Yeah. What do you think about those in old school? Um, The day old school decides to do that is the day that, like, the entire game is, like, announcing that uh, one take flicking should no longer be a thing. <laughs> The day they do that is whenever like that stops being like a like a skill gap thing. Yeah. By the way, did you wake up this morning? But when uh, Red X is was, or I guess I guess Red X is still broken right now. I think it's getting fixed. Tomorrow. Yeah, I saw the post about it. Yeah. People were actually freaking out. They thought it was actually like patched for good initially. I wasn't yeah, supposedly uh, they're fixing it like in the morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that always. Gets... I really don't know how I feel about that one. It uh. There are some things with it that are cool, like doing like two to one on like Cerberus and stuff like that. Uh, all the God Wars kiting methods. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't really like Red X mechanics at Next very much, but that's not so much to do with the actual mechanics as much as like what people do with it because it's counterproductive. Like people do like nine tick stalling with it, whereas like you don't even need a Red X to do a five tick stall. Yeah. Like they they like hurt them hurt their own DPS on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So like I, I just think it's misused there, but I don't think it's like necessarily a bad thing. I th- At Baba specifically, uh, mm-hmm. probably common opinion. I don't like that it's essentially necessary at like five hundred plus for consistency. I think but they can. Yeah, no, I don't think that has anything to do with Red X. It's literally Red X like like significantly lower DPS. But yeah, they it, really it, it's the card you dealt at this point. I like I like Red X. I was doing Thermi yesterday on a task, and I just love being able to just click the door and not. Ha- I don't know when if Red X were to get removed, it's like I just gotta like rotate my camera a lot and do some weird. Yeah, shit. they I, could like yeah. they could honestly just like drastically reduce the damage that Baba does through prayer. That's, spawn the that's monkeys it. twice as often, make him throw the rocks like three or four times as often as he does right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just fixing Baba hitting through prayer super fucking hard would be they'll kind of like fix it honestly i put a lot more emphasis on those mechanics instead of like baba actually hitting you with the damage Mm -hmm. yeah um the other thing i wanted to ask was ambrosias in the game those need to come out right no i'm kidding (laughs) oh yeah for sure dude ambrosias on week of release when you were getting like four two dose ambrosias in like a like a fucking 150 or something (laughs) it's just like why do i need any other supplies at all like what you just whenever you drop to like 99 hp just re-ambrosia you got eight doses of it like so you know the uh you know the like kegs with the potions at nightmare zone yeah 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 they can just put one of those right outside lumbridge castle with ambrosia (laughs) just drink as you wish fill up your flasks Yeah. yeah That way, whenever you die, you just respawn and get more ambrosia before you go back. <laughs> yeah, I I do like that uh, they can kind of do things in a little, I don't know, secluded area like raids. Just have some fun things like yeah. overloads and salts. And Ra- raids are raids are so good for being able to like test power Spirit. creep stuff. Yeah, it's not going to break the entire game. Exactly, I love that shit. Ambrosias do feel good when you just really are just taking a beating. You just need something. You're panicking, you know, just click it. Done. We're good. I don't even know, man. I haven't used an Ambrosia in like a month. I know. I know. <laughs> no, I went back to because th- I was I took basically a two week break from raids as soon as like the 500 challenge came out. I was like, oh, I gotta go fucking do this. Like, 
but I didn't want to. And so I just took a break in general because I set up my 500 invocation already and I didn't want to like mess with it. I didn't want to go back down to 300. But yeah, as soon as you go back to using an Ambrosia, it's like, okay, this is just so easy. So oh, yeah. easy. It's like, that's honestly like how the entire raid is. Like, I remember whenever I first started learning 500s and then I went back and did a 300, it felt like a joke. And yep. then uh, <laughs> yep. lately I've been doing a lot of 575s. I got up to 50 completions on the 575s. And yesterday I went and did like some fast 500s like we were talking about <laughs> or tried to go fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it, it just felt like a completely different raid almost. Like I got like a 33 minute. Did you really? 33? Uh, yeah. Jesus, dude. Yeah, it was 33.18 on the overall time. Jesus Christ, that is uh, fucking fast. Ruru was actually, uh, he's, an Obliv- he's an Oblivion guy. He was trying to get a sub-30 uh, last week. He got one tick off of it with the uh, with the 30-minute invocation on, so wow. it went down to a 460. But, still, but he was running it wow. with the 30-minute invocation so that he could do it with no path invocations apart from walk the path. Holy fuck, that is insane. If you could- but the downside is if you don't get that time limit, or yeah, sixty, huge reduction. Yeah, I was doing. Uh, I was doing this one with a forty-minute timer. I just sent you. Let's see this. And like, it was fun, but it felt like completely different to like my first time. I was learning the five hundreds. Like, it was like a similar feeling to going back to three hundreds afterwards. Yep. That is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy fast. Mine was like over an hour. I'm pretty sure because I was just like taking my time. But it's cool. Um. Okay. So. Addicon uh, a while ago was kind of just, I mean, this is like when Raids was first kind of being released. I mean, him, I think he was kind of like the main voice behind it of just making it so <clears throat> you want to run high invocations. Because I swear a week of release, everyone is just running 150s because like, why not? Oh, yeah. I do like the fact I wonder that if they're ever going to like tell us like what the, what the raids were are. at that point. Oh, yeah. What they were and now what they are. I want to yeah. know what they are because like 575s, what do you think they are? Like rate wise for a purple. Uh God. I, I would guess like one in six or one in seven, but it's it's just a guess. Uh personally I've done fifty, I have twelve purples from them. So that's like one in four for me, but I don't think they're one in four. Yeah, that's fucking nuts though. Cause yeah, didn't you I mean, say it'd be cool if they were. You said noob type or something had also done like fifty or something and only had Yeah, uh last I heard he had like thirty done with like uh four purples or five purples okay so he was getting like a one in six or so okay uh, that was also like two or three weeks ago he's probably done more but uh he's on a little vacation right now <laughs> of his own free will right like he's just yeah he's, he's celebrating his 770 <laughs> as he should as he should oh god yeah i don't know i i feel bad in a way for people uh you know like i know seven i, I don't know who the other two people were that got permed I am not trying to say I know what's best because I obviously don't know all the details and stuff. But, you know, there is a lot of arguable stuff that's kind of gray line. Like, is this bug abuse or something? But I think with the invocations of, like, literally turning on something that... It's pretty blatant. Everybody would argue. That's, yeah, that's clearly bug abuse. But, yeah. Because if you look at someone using it, like, they understood that they were able to do this to make the raid mechanically less difficult but give the same reward. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was the entire function of it. Yep. And to just continually run them for there's no like inadvertent abuse of it. Like, like you knew what you were doing. Yeah. I uh I don't know. 
that's been like a really common thing this week especially like people asking about that uh i guess we don't really know like any of their like entire like account situations i keep hearing that seven had a prior botting uh botting offenses that he had like previous bans for yeah he had a botting moderate a year ago and a mute as well a year ago so i i I would just assume that's why he got a perm that's what i'm thinking too and i know like reddit and all their moms are witch hunting for coxie to get permed (laughs) i know and they keep oh my god man they keep like the amount of times i read this week coxie has a history of uh massive bug abuse and cheats (laughs) at every opportunity i'm just like (laughs) just random he accidentally ahk'd all he accidentally AHK'd all of his prayers and outed himself as an AHK herb cleaner one time on a different account like two <laughs> <No>. years ago. <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, he, he's 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 running the, the dupe market and everything, man. Yep, yep. Now, people just love, love. It's the narrative, man. Yeah, the know. narrative. Love to jump on the bandwagon and just start hating on people. Like, dude, I personally... And I'm getting <clears> the same shit where it's like, why are you defending... Co-? I'm like, I'm not defending anybody. I'm just stating how I feel. Like, I don't... Like, you don't need to absolutely hate Coxie for just fucking running yeah. some... I mean, honestly, the reason I bring it up, though, is uh, because, like, although, although Seven's ban might have been harsh, I'm assuming he was burned because of his previous offenses. And he was literally tweeting J-Mods being like, why Coxie no perm? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, like, throwing someone else under the bus, and it's like, come on, man. Like, why, you, why do you have to go out like that? Yeah, that's a little weird. It's like just he's. I'm assuming in such an emotional state about the whole thing, he just like can't like think clearly. It's like getting in trouble and then like snitching on your little brother. I know, yeah. Hoping weird. that you get in less trouble or something. Yeah, it's really weird because okay, you've clearly just admitted that like there's no help for you. You're getting permed at night. <laughs> yeah, like what's the point of throwing somebody else under? Like, it's just such a bad. <laughs> I'll feel look. better about being banned if this person is also banned. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, that's not a great look. I still feel bad, but mainly because, like, I've been banned before. And so I kind of know the feeling where it just, like, you know you fucked up. There's nothing you can do about it. And, in fact, I didn't even have any publicity on Twitter. I wasn't a streamer. This is years before. And, like, it just feels like you're helpless. And so, like, I kind of understand where Seven's coming from, where it just feels, like, incredibly unfair. Because you just see every other example of people doing arguably worse things and, and, you know, just in the history of runescape where they don't get permed and you just feel like you're oh, yeah. being unfairly treated so i understand where he's coming from and it does suck because he obviously put a lot of time into his account but it's like dude what are you doing then like why are you running that shit like why, why are you continually running these things and i don't know the full history i don't know if it was reported or not i don't know if like i don't know the whole thing's just unfortunate because i don't want to see people get banned i don't yeah you just like yeah. Like, I, I understand that a lot of people do get away with a lot, with a lot of stuff, especially, like, when we think about RWT services, yep. uh, I guess, client slash uh, AHK abuse, especially in PvP. Like, a lot of stuff does, like, people completely get, get away with it all the time. But to me, that doesn't mean that, like, because those are problems that if a really easy case of bug abuse pops up, that it should be, like, not dealt with appropriately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm like for them like on their side it was a really easy case like i'm sure they have a system where they can filter out like raids completed with x invocations on and all they had to do was look at hardcore run and softcore run because that's not going to pop up in any normal run yep. 
and they just filter their their system to where they see raids that were completed with those two invocations on at the same time and boom list of bug abusers yeah <laughs> like this is something that was very easy for them to handle and that's why like they were able to ban a hundred people in like a matter of a day yeah like it didn't take like a shit ton of investigation like they had to for like the purple reroll thing and like they would have to for like looking into like services and not just going off screenshots and that can easily be faked and getting people banned and stuff yeah no 100 percent. it was actually pretty crazy how they just literally found all the names yeah so basically basically i guess what i was getting at was like you set yourself up for failure man like it, it was really easy for them to figure out what was going on and who was doing it yep sucks it's unfortunate pikachu face yep yeah, it's unfortunate, but it, it's also like a nice reminder to everyone else. <clears throat> I think there was a big, as cringe as it sounds to use this term, like publicity stunt to be like, okay, when there's a bug in the game, <clears throat> don't abuse it. Because I feel like the more like shit that would come out like that and where it's not being punished yeah. up front, like people people, just, people just forget they can get banned. Exactly. I think that's the biggest and thing. And for some reason, like, a lot of people also, like, maybe it has something to do with, like, the, the major bugs that we had in the past, the Tebow spawn, the uh, max cash glitch. People didn't get banned for that. Like, it happened to, like, everyone because it was so accessible. Like, people were accidentally reproducing it and stuff. Mm -hmm. People were seeing a Tebow on the ground and picking it up. No one was going to get banned for that. So the game, got the game got rolled back. Nothing happened, basically, for the most part. But something like this, it's not like, oh, you're not accidentally stumbling across this. You were actively going out of your way to reproduce this. Yeah. What What was it anyway? Was there like some weird thing you had to do or, or could you just click them on? Because I'm assuming you could click them on. I don't know the details of it, honestly. I think it had something to do with the presets. Okay, yeah. If it had something I think to do it came that, out that's... when they added the presets. Yeah, that's bug abuse. It's not just like, oh, I accidentally had both of these on because I clicked them. Like, no. I'm sure it was found on accident at first, but it seems like the way to set it up would be like, especially for getting every invocation on or like multiple of them, like not just hardcore and softcore. Like if you're doing it, you might as well have hardcore, softcore, try again, persistence. If you get all four of them, it's intentional. Yeah. Iron Scars asks, what are your thoughts on the multiple quality of life updates chambers and CMs have gotten over the years? And where would you have drawn the line had you had that power? So just all the quality of life that we've received. Or is I can't really, I can't really think of, off the top of my head of any of them that I think have had a negative impact. Honestly, I think some people were. I, I mean, to be honest, the Vanguard change was super welcome in my books, to, simply because you had to yeah. like lower your DPS just to make sure you don't reset. <laughs> Yeah, especially with the power creep that the game received over like the couple of years yeah. <laughs> after Chambers came out, like TOA, TOB coming out, for example. Yeah. Um, like the power creep made it exceedingly difficult to not reset vanguards every single time you attack them. Yeah, that was a very like it. Sure, it made the room easier, but it made the room a lot more playable, which I think is the primary concern. Yeah, but I uh, I, I really think like Chambers especially is in a really really good place apart from Ice Demon. What do you think about... I know I know, CMs are a thing where you don't need to scout, but what do you think about scouting? Should that still be a thing in the game? Um, Honestly, the only issue with scouting right now is it goes back to how bad Ice Demon is, especially if we're just looking strictly from points per hour. Mm. So uh, thieving is not a problem anymore? I, 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 thieving, uh, 
thieving not as good as tightrope and yeah. not good for someone who's just trying to go for a speed run time apart from like cm where you're forced to obviously but points per hour thieving is fine i feel like they could really like the time of the the point per hour loss of doing thieving like outweighs the time of scouting around it okay. but it is worth scouting around ice demon oh okay that makes sense basically uh it goes back to how the point system works at chambers. You get five dam you get or typically you get five points per damage you do. It's gonna change with like some caps. Mm. But typically you get five points per damage you do. And at Ice Demon you don't get a boosted point, even though you get reduced damage. So not only is Ice Demon tanky as shit and takes forever to kill, you you don't get a lot of points for the kindling and you don't get very many points for hitting it because you're hitting like fifteens. When are we going to get barbarian woodcutting training? Where we can just chop stuff with our bare hands. Barbarian woodcutting? Just chop and like when are we going to get barbarian mining? Just mine stuff with our bare hands. <laughs> no. I mean, no. <laughs> we might as well just get a toll belt, right? That's what I've been asking. I, I believe a toll belt more than more than barbarian I've been wanting a toll belt. Barbarian for... mining, you fucking digging? <laughs> <laughs> I've been... <laughs> Just go back your, to the dick side, using my man. Your Come finger on. and just pounding your finger into the rock, just breaking it. No, um, yeah, they we really need a tool belt. I've been a huge fan of the tool slot, like the actual inventory slot <clears> of a tool. Or a yeah, tool, I guess tool we're belt. we're getting off topic and going outside of chambers with this, <laughs> but like I I'm not against like quality of life like tool belt presets. I like that then. Yeah, I think a lot of quality of life. Like I enjoy I understand it. like a lot of things do make the game easier, but. Mm -hmm. It's more fun. Like, it's a game, though. Like we don't. We shouldn't need be so. We chore. shouldn't be so like hyper focused on the prestige of like the difficulty. And this took X many hours. Yeah, like the I game agree. should. It's about making it playable. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like fun is the concern, you know. Yeah, um, I would love to see scouting go. To be honest, I'm glad there's such thing as CMs, and I'm glad that they're a little bit more like balanced now. So like. I don't know. I, mm -hmm. I saw CMs initially. It was just like horribly unfun until uh, CAs came out and I actually like was forced to grind 150 of them. And I was like, okay, these are actually kind of fun. You just have to get into it. If uh, if the points for Ice Demon were rebalanced a bit, then there'd be no reason to scout apart from preference. That would be cool. Which I think would be uh, pretty well balanced. But then the only like sore spot with that is doing regular speed runs. Mm, like as yeah. it is right now, like... I guess as a community, we kind of have to decide if we want like regular chamber speed runs to be like to always be like you pay some guy who is botting forty account scouting. <laughs> I know and that's RWT the problem. The gold. With it. Do we pay this guy five mil for a layout every single time? Or that's the fucking problem. I just feel like it would be so. Do we much add better? some kind of arbitrary pre scout or maybe something that doesn't have or that has like reduced rewards or something or with a fee dude there's I, just so many different ways yeah i would be a huge fan if it was just a gold sink if you want your perfect layout here chuck two mil gold into this little coffer it gets sunken out of the game boom you get your raid right there right then and now perfect world everything you want they could make the prices whatever they want they could adjust those i don't really care maybe you could just get if you did enough raid completions you just get enough points to just buy free scouts or whatever but like they, I don't know that that is really the problem with it. It's not just paying somebody; it's paying a botter. Like these dudes are botting scouts. Yeah, it's it's super well known. Like they're they're botting on like forty accounts in RWTing yeah, it's, at all. Like this is not great. Uh, I've bought scouts from them, but like it, it's super well known. Yeah, I mean, I've pro I've probably bought a couple myself, and I was doing chambers three years ago. I'm assuming like I would just. 
I actually, I never really bought them. I would just get them, I guess, because, you know, streamer privilege and all. But no. Uh, no, I think I bought a few, actually. Probably from botted accounts. Yeah, that's why, it's uh, not great. That's one reason I, like, especially over the past couple of years, have had, like, no interest in regular chamber speedrunning at all. Yeah, it's just, just awful. Like, you need to... The layout being a factor of it. Yeah, it's not great. CMs are nice because it's just, like, a dedicated I just, layout. uh, just my only concern is I wouldn't want it to be so accessible to get whatever layout you want that the meta is doing a single layout over and over and over again because that just takes away like what i think is one of the more fun parts of chambers is the variability yeah no that's true yeah it's just tough like i personally i've gotten so used to and so i enjoy static stuff a lot more just keep it static i don't know sometimes the randomization of stuff like yeah it can be kind of fun but like we're salt the large a large portion of the player base just loves being super competitive with stuff and when there's just so much randomization it just like i don't know i don't want it anymore I yeah it really it. it really stands out especially for regular chamber speedrunning mm -hmm. anyone who ever wants to go for that record and especially like people are going for it right now because we just got massive gear upgrades like it's on the table again you know yeah because that, that's what happens to all these records. They hit a point where, like, someone has gotten a time that's so insane that you have to play perfectly and get, like, one in a hundred RNG to even have a chance <laughs> at it. And, like, that just demotivates a bunch of people from going for it. But then we get a little bit of power creep. And that record's back on the table. And you got, like, ten insane gamers that are, like, sending, like, all-day sessions going for it. Like, uh, like, like Rasa, for example. Reminds me of uh, those six-hour mining records where, like, at this point now, it's you have to be, like, tick perfect for mining six hours, and you have to get, like, one in you, 50 yeah, RNG. Even the, even the mining gets the RNG <laughs> because of the, the procs. Yeah. It's I crazy. I love it. It's just, like, this is so dumb at this point. You can't miss a single tick. You have to hit all your rocks perfectly, and then you have to get the one in 50 shot of, like, getting a f amazing RNG. And you have to do resets every hour as well. This is all I've heard. Like, I, I, I haven't done any of these myself, but I've heard about it. Just like, Jesus. No one actually does that, right? Yeah, no, of course. Nobody would actually. <laughs> of course <ever>. not, no. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, so that question, it's, I feel like all the quality of life has been really nice. Yeah, basically, Ice Demon sucks. Yep. And all they really need to do is just add some points to it, right? I mean, obviously, people yeah. would still choose Tightrope, but, like, at least make I it. I mean, it, it's still, like, it's never going to be fun to be sitting there, say, spot kiting it or walking around the room in mm -hmm. a circle and hitting zeros over and over and over again. Yep. But at least make it worth the time. Absolutely. Okay, Mope asks, favorite endgame content and why is it Cox? And I'll just read his uh, other two. Thoughts on TOA as someone who loves to push the limits like the consistent 575s. We've already kind of covered that. So great to see the miserable Mace Bros together finally. Oh Definitely the cast I've looked the most forward to so far. Lake H. Log dog. On my fucking mm -hmm. chest. <laughs> I didn't know Favorite in-game content and why is it Chambers? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Chambers... Uh... It's definitely the thing I've spent the most time on in the game. I've probably done like, God, this is gonna make me depressed. Uh, I, I've probably done like four thousand hours of chambers alone. Eh, it's not bad. <laughs> so it's like, it's definitely the thing, the thing I've spent the most time on the game. I guess like we were talking on earlier in the guest. Uh, a big part of like the fun of the game for me is like self improvement. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And Chambers being one of the most like complex pieces of content in the game, especially for like truly min-maxing it, there there was always room for improvement. And so like that was an easy way for me to enjoy it for a super long period of time. And then I guess the replayability of it, like I, I personally like the variability with the like self-scouting and having different layouts. Mm. Having to think ahead for every single room, be like, okay, I need to I need to save these potions for this room. Once I get this far, I can get rid of this. Um, like, and then truly min-maxing, like thinking ahead, like I need to have this much space to pick up this from here. Yep. Go this way after this. Like, I uh, I, I actually really like that part of it. Like, uh, the part that's not static, I guess, which kind of goes back to like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, I like uh, I like having to like think on my feet. Yeah, that I could see some fun in that, just not having the absolute static. The only thing about the staticness is just the records. It's just yeah, it, it's like hard. speed running, exactly. Basically, yeah. But cha- as far as like doing, like it almost feels more like a raid because it's not always the same thing. That's true. Chambers is Chambers really is fun. I mean, it, I had such a blast doing it. I lost <clears> the passion <throat> for it, obviously, when I got my Elder Mall. I was just like, I was done. And I only had to do twelve hundred, not four thousand something. <laughs> so lucky me. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, also, the... also a really big part of it for me though is uh, I I just like soloing stuff, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like I I have no gripes with Tob. I just don't like having to put together a team if I want to do something for like two hours. It's surprising that you never really got into like just soloing Tob as much as like. I mean, I maybe guess it makes sense. maybe that's just the Iron Man part of me. Like, I I don't even want to even get into trying it with no purple sweets, and I don't want to play a main account. Yeah, I forget that purple sweets are such a big thing. If they were to get rid of that like fifteen minute thing on P one, I I know people are on on P two Verzik. I don't know. I think yeah, because you could you could probably get through Soda Seg reliably with like potato sacks. Oh yeah, and even if you needed a few sweets, like it's not that big of a deal. Just do like one master clue. Or a few, I guess. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Tob is just like my least favorite of the raids, though. So I, I've just never even like considered the thought of like wanting to like pursue soloing it or anything. It just never looked fun to me. Mm-hmm. Now Tob was my least favorite as well, simply because like ninety percent of my Tob was scytheless. In fact, I was like oh, downgrading yeah. weapons, so that wasn't really particularly fun. It almost goes back to like that feeling we were talking about a nightmare where you're not even really doing it so much for like doing the content and having fun with it as much as you just want the reward. The item, yeah. Yeah, I wanted Another to ask tour. I wanted to ask this about TOA. You've completed TOA and I'm pretty sure like three times over at this point, right? Like how many Um two fangs, two chaps. Okay. So two times three over. Three plus almost. of everything else. But you have five staves for those that didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, can you imagine Chambers came out? Month in, you have five fucking Tebos and everything. Else. Oh, yeah. Like, it's That'd just like weird. insane. It's crazy, too, because the drop rates really aren't, like, much crazier than, uh, like, they're very similar, like, especially at, like, 300 rate level to, mm-hmm. like, Chambers, for example. Mm-hmm. But the amount of completions is just blowing away anything the other two raids saw on release. Yeah. No, that's for sure. And there's also 12 items on Chambers' table. Yeah, if you break it down, like, hourly, like... You're getting purples at like a similar rate to the other raids. If you go higher invocation, you're getting them more often, but it's a lot more difficult than the other raids at high invocation. Yeah, and wiping is just probably a lot more. <clears throat> Going to happen a lot more, yeah. Yeah, and it just happens more. It's cool though. I I think uh, I know we've already talked about it, but just 
I like just a lot of respect on you for just pushing the highest invocations and grinding them out. I just think if you can complete something once, you can do it a million times if you just put in the work and stuff. And I just, I personally enjoyed it because I just love to see people pushing the absolute limits and just getting hella rewarded for it. So like, I'm glad you've been just snagging purples left and right too. I think it's cool. Yeah, I've been having I've been having so much fun with it, and obviously, like the the driving factor there is self improvement. But uh, definitely have to give credit to New Type, who has been like the big one pushing the boundaries. Yeah. And then um, Kirby, of course, as well, has been doing like various restricted stuff. Huge. Which is like a different kind of way of pushing the boundaries. Huge shout out to Mogo Kirby. His videos yeah. have helped me. Rather than uh, rather than pushing it like as as high as it can go and like trying to do it as efficiently as possible, he's trying to see like what's the worst you can work with. Yep. It's just like a completely different way of looking at it. Okay. The Duck Chris asks, on Iron Man drop completion, do you think most or all bosses should be reasonably completable for Iron Man, or is it okay to have logs like night? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Nightmare Corp and Release Day Cox were only the top, top irons would even consider trying for completion. Also, what's reasonable in hours? Oh God! Do you think most or all bosses should be reasonably completable for Iron Man, or is it okay to have logs like Nightmare Corp and Release Day Chambers? Uh, I guess it depends. Like one, like what the piece of content is. Like Nightmare Drop rates, even to this point, still are like not really good because it's a like standalone boss, not like a not like a raid and they're not like game changing items so like no one really wants to go for them because they're not really going to do that much for you Yep. but like if a twisted bow is twice as rare as it is right now like so many people would still go for that shit because it will do that much for you yeah so it really depends like it it's like time versus reward i guess <clears throat> for a lot of it yeah uh as far as what's reasonable in hours i uh I feel like that's going to change person to person. Us as content creators, we can regularly play the game for like 60 hours a week. <clears throat> but um, a non-content creator, they're probably struggling to play 10 hours a week. Yeah. So like something that we spend a year of our lives on might take someone six fucking years. Yep. But do we do we balance around people that play super casually like that? And honestly, I... I I don't even know if I could say playing a video game, like one single video game, 10 hours a week is casual. 
know. Like by RuneScape standards, standards it is, but like it's like man, Still like wild. growing up, if it was like oh, he plays Call of Duty like ten hours every week, it's like man, that guy loves Call of Duty. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, well, here, let me ask you this. What what did you think about next drop rates? Just as an example. Uh, the 1 oh, in 43, man. by the way, not the 1 in 53. Yeah, the 1 in, the 1 in 53 was a harsh overreaction it purely was. because they the sh- the straight oversight of mass worlds. Yeah. Like um, It's like they wanted people to like be facing it in like five man teams and stuff on release, but they didn't think about how that would be possible at all. Yeah. And they just straight up released it and 80 man worlds, the boss is dying in 30 seconds. They have to change mechanics of the boss to where like it adds like this cap that now annoys all the small teams at the damage thresholds. You hit a ruby bolt and you hit a one. That is, that still pisses me off. They had to add that because masses were skipping entire phases. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, they had the harsh like changes of the drop rates on release like immediately because of masses like having 50 second kills and bringing in drops left and right. Yep. I just think of... Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about the one in forty-three though? Is that fair? Is that like uh, a good balance? Is that too rare? It's it's um, daunting, but I do think the next items are that good to like be worth it. Yeah, like they're they're strict best in slot. There's no argument. Zerat Embraces are best in slot. Torva's best in slot. ZCB is on really anything good. with above five hundred HP, and that's not insanely tanky to range. Is best in slot DPS. No, like it, I, it will it will always beat claws and like anything with the hp that lets it hit 110 basically next really is in a good place i think i think the one in 43 is really good per, <clears throat> i mean obviously selfishly and personally i would i'd be even more of a fan if it was like one in 35 but the one in 53 like you said was a total oversight and a one in 43 is nice and because like you said they're useful fucking items unlike I don't know. Nightmares just getting to the point. Yeah, they're where they're just stuff. they're uncontested best in slots. Yeah. You look at that item, you're like, I want that because I know it's the best thing that I can have in that slot. <laughs> Whereas people look at Nightmare, they look at Inquisitor, they're like, Oh, it'd be nice for a couple things, but would I really use it that much? Yeah, and it's so much longer. It feels like to do Fasani's. I think I don't actually know the hours of Fasani's compared to like Nex getting like full Inquisitors versus full Torva. Actually, what uh, I think it's I know? think it's still like twice as much. Jeez. The the ancient hilt specifically is very rare. Okay, but j- just like but like just the armor sets in general, like just getting full Torva or full Inquisitors. Do you know the uh, hours? Uh, is it? Probably I guess it depends what double? team size you do. I'll probably use duos. Yeah, I guess like I the like most duos. efficient. I guess it's around a thousand duos for full Torva. They're like one in five ninety. Or, or no, one in four ninety per individual piece. Okay, so, so it's like a thousand duos roughly, and it's like a uh, thousand. If you're doing, I don't even know what duo. Like, I'm excited to go back to duo next. Actually, with it's COA stuff. Oh, so, dude, we're but we're doing. Trios I'm gonna assume they're doing flying. I'm gonna assume they're doing five duos an hour, which is super safe. Like counting like banking and everything. Like that's that's like getting like ten minute kills, which okay. should be like super safe with the TOA stuff. So. uh that's like 200 hours for full Torva. It's roughly 200 then, for Inquisitors, right? Kind of? What is it at Fosani? I, I remember regular Nightmare was 1,100, but I don't remember what it is at Fosani. I think 1,800 roughly. And oh, then, is it? Okay, yeah. What do you get at Fosani? Seven kills an hour? Yeah. Maybe eight? I, I'd say seven. No, you're not going to get eight. Yeah, eight minute. That would be like seven minute kill average. Yeah, no way. Yeah, Inquisitor is like 260 roughly. 
Okay. Yeah, but Inquisitors kind of sucks. It's just, yeah, just niche. It's super, super niche. It's getting way more niche too, especially now that like the Fang. I know, really especially a that's a controversial one, but uh, I I don't like the direction of like niche as much as I like like having like a strict like good item. Like I I like that we got like Torva being like best in slot melee and not like the fancy Virtus that might be good when you go barrage jelly sometimes. <laughs> And I'm glad that we have like best in slot Missouri and not yeah. like. Now you're right. Sit 20 HP. Hope you don't <laughs> roll the dice wrong. You're totally. But you'll right. you'll get to hit like two max hits higher. That I'm I'm still okay with things kind of being niche though. Like for example, Osmumpton's Fang, great item. I think it's yeah. awesome because there I is like variability in choosing your weapons. But that's especially because awesome. accuracy is something that's so unexplored. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been known, it's been known since before any of us knew what a game tick was that we want strength bonus. Yep. Like even kid, you knew that. Like you want strength bonus. Yep. 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 No, I, I'm, uh, I'm actually really looking forward to some sort of like three tick, super, super accurate, but low, <clears throat> kind of like low, a slightly lower DPS, but super accurate, like little ham joint, but something where it like triples accuracy or even quadruples accuracy just something that's so insanely that's accurate. dangerous man but but it has you want to you want to combine you want to combine the effects of faster attack speed which uh like we were talking about earlier like increases that sample size and gets you closer yes. to average i want that but i want and it like the double score. accuracy you want to combine yeah. those yeah, yeah yeah no i want like i want something that's even maybe negative strength. I mean, I think just having okay, zero okay, is fine. Okay, okay, okay. I, I didn't catch that part, that I, you wanted it to also be, like, very low hitting. Yeah, very low hitting, but something that will hit. Like, this will hit. There's no question. And something <laughs> something where, like, you actually want to equip your warrior's ring or you want to equip that accuracy because it's being, like, quadrupled or something. Just like, My first okay, thought is it's like, it's like a little ankle-biting dog and just chipping away. <laughs> it's so reliable, though. Just a little chihuahua or something. Just, just chipping away at Tecton. <laughs> five, seven, five, seven. No, I mean, I really want... Like, I think there is room for that kind of stuff and i think it's just like exciting the fang has brought a little bit of excitement to me i'm not gonna lie i just think it's a really cool oh yeah thing. people people love the fang man yeah. it's uh it's awesome. i know it's like a debate right now about the rarity of it and the accessibility for like mid game slash early early late game ironman but gameplay wise just players in general love using the fang because you get what you expect yep like what? its results don't vary very that much and you get what you expect and people like consistency yeah what, in what, a game where there's so much RNG all around us all the time. Yeah, it literally never misses. Like, there's literally places where it will not miss. Like, it's just, it will just never hit a zero. You hit, like, three zeros in a row, and you, like, you have the right to complain. <laughs> I know, but that... Dude, if you're killing... Okay, for example, if you're using Osmumpton's Fang against, um, any, like, any, any Slayer monster that just has, like, zero defense, like, you literally will never hit a zero. You just, you just won't. It's impossible. Like, it's really nice, kind of, in a way. I guess you wouldn't really ever hit a... Z I, I guess you do hit zeros and other things when you roll a zero as a damage, but, like, you just don't with Osmumpton's Fang. It's, it's also interesting, uh, like, we're... Like, um, we're thinking of it mainly in, like, the sense of, like, where it would be, like, the best option with, like, maximum DPS stuff. Mm -hmm. But it also adds a lot of options. Like, it's not as punishing with the Fang to, like, go with, like, full Jussie and Ellie somewhere. And you still have that consistent weapon doing damage, and you're just AF games. It's true. What do you think about the scythe? 
it's not uh-huh. even used at raids three. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's one of the topics actually. I think I remember oh, oh, seeing someone see tweet that. Um, how it's uh, slacking behind the twisted bow inside. Okay, or, yeah, yeah, I found it. Shadow women. I found it. Bell Delphney. Oh, of course. Asks, well, says, The big three, Tebow, Scythe, Shadow, each perform amazing in their own raids. However, it seems as if Scythe has definitely fallen behind in comparison to its magic and range counterparts. Do you believe the Scythe deserves a buff to keep up with the other two? Perfect. So, I mean, as far as falling behind, the only thing that stands out to me is, like, its lack of use in TOA. Because yeah. nothing, I, I don't know. There's like maybe like what two or three places where you were scything before where you can consider using the shadow now. But then like also like not having the defense bonuses is going to be an option. Like I know you've been uh, doing a lot of Kree lately, which uh, you seem to like a lot. Yeah, no shadow. Or a little bit at least. I, I I don't know if you saw that video I uploaded of just like it's the same method I was doing earlier except I'm just switching out the range with the shadow and mage gear. Yeah, it's so consistent. Like I I didn't even have to eat hardly. Like I did eat just to play it safe safe, but I didn't actually have to. It's yeah, I uh, I think the reason that the scythe isn't so good at TOA doesn't really have much to do with like Jagex intentionally like wanting to undervalue the scythe or devalue the scythe as much as it is like at toa it's very apparent especially with the way the scaling went they went the route of making shit very tanky which seems to be at least i think so because they wanted to make the fang good yeah which like it it didn't really need help but (laughs) they wanted to make the fang good in the raid is what it seems and they went the route of making everything very very tanky and that's not where the scythe shines yep somebody was I think I'd mentioned in my video earlier just talking about how the scythe literally has stab accuracy, but there's no way to use stab. Yeah. Which is strange. Um, Everyone's been wanting to stab the Vasa crystals with the scythe for like four years now. Yeah. I, I think, okay, here's one thing. I actually think this could play a part in both buffing the scythe and inquisitors is just adding maybe a little bit more crush bonus to the scythe just normally. And I don't know, just so it like kind of allows Scythe to be, it <clears> gives Inquisitors that ability to just do make crazy it a better DPS crush weapon. Yeah, just making the Scythe. I don't know. So it would increase the value of Inquisitors because now you can use Crush with a Scythe at other places alongside Inquisitors, obviously. And then you just, I don't know. Then you've also buffed the Scythe in general. I don't know. In a way, I I just think that would be kind of a cool. I first thought I kind of like it. Yeah. Probably some downsides, but the thing yeah, is, there's scythe, more there if we thought more about it. I just love the scythe because it's so expensive to use. Like that's a cool weapon to have because it's really good, but it's re- it's costly. Fang's completely free. I mean, one thing that could be done, although it would kill one-handed weapons like rapier and whatnot, basically, would be uh just getting rid of the scythe's like a uh, opponent size mechanic. So it always hits threes? It, or three yeah, slots? triple splat everything. Jesus. But that would uh that would kill like the uh, the one-handed weapons a good bit for a lot <laughs> of things. Because right now, like they 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 uh they beat the fang on low defense, but they wouldn't beat a scythe on low defense. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I like the scythe. I want it to stay good because it is just such an expensive weapon to use and it's awesome looking and 
Yeah. It still is. Great. And the thing is, like, the scythe, they did make it in a way where they can easily make more stuff where it's good at, and it's still good in so many places, it's but, true. like, naturally with power creep, like, new items are going to end up being better than old items at some places. Yeah. And at the rate that we get, like, PVM content, like, we just got, like, all these new items that become, like, best in slot at all these different places. We didn't get a bunch of new different places to use them, though, so, like, that pool of places is not any bigger for a whole nother item in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Verb asks, or he says, oh, this is going to be good. Favorite piece of content in the game? And if you were to give advice on consistent ways to increase difficulty in content, what would it be? It's ver- verbatim asking. What is your favorite uh, piece of content? Favorite oh, piece of content, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's going to go back to Chambers, but I've been really enjoying TOA a lot. I, I just, it hasn't been out enough for, for me to call it my favorite, but like I completed it twice over and I, I don't want to leave it right now. <laughs> That's cool. It's just fun. Um, advice on consistent ways to increase difficulty. I, I think emphasis on movement is always very good. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of movement. Yeah, like gauntlet type stuff. The, we saw some of that in TOA. I love Sepulcher, and I want them to cut. I've I literally went into the content creator Discord like six months ago or something when I was just obsessed with Sepulcher. Still am, by the way. I love that place. But I was like, dude, we need to come. We need to come out with an insane. Like, we need to come out with basically like raids difficulty of a Sepulcher. Like, yeah, just I want that. I I just want something that's super fun, super difficult, and it's all movement based. There's not, there's not even attacking or anything. I Another just, thing that uh. Another thing that massively increases difficult, like especially like high invocation TOA, is like supply conservation. Like trying to do stuff at like max DPS without using any supplies, any prayer points, like stuff like that increases the difficulty. But it's kind of like artificially increasing it because you're kind of doing that yourself. Yeah. And that's something. If content was balanced to be that way, like oh, players would have an uproar. Mm-hmm. Nobody, wa- nobody wants you to have to be that sweaty. It's nice to be like rewarded for being that sweaty, I guess you want to call it. But nobody would want to have to do that. True. Okay. Katie asks, what is one of your biggest achievements to date on your Iron Man Lake? What can we expect to see you or see from you content-wise in the next few months? Also, after three years, are you finally going to teach me Inferno? Love your biggest fangirl. <laughs> uh, biggest achievement on the Iron Man, oh god. Uh, I was pretty happy with uh, how quickly I got the Zuck helmet when combat achievements came out. Oh yeah, you got but, uh, that super early, right? I know you. Yeah, I think it was like the first week. Jesus, yeah, you, Jenny, didn't, didn't plug beat in. Jenny, but I was, I was pretty close behind Jenny. I think I might have been like third, maybe. Yeah, that's insane. But uh, that shit was daunting. There was I so guess many like you, you'll probably relate to this a lot, but like it's hard to pick like one thing because when I when I look at the account, I think of like the entire account and its whole journey. And I'm sure like with how like stacked your account is, that you feel the same way about it. Yeah, I, I it's was... like a, it's like a culmination of a bunch of different things. It's true. It really is. I think it always kind of comes back down to the mace. And I just simply think... Oh, God. I, I think that's the biggest achievement simply because it was so stupid of a grind. Like, it's so unfun. I'm, 
just I'm proud of myself for sticking to it, but I'm also like I'm very disappointed in myself <laughs> that I let myself do that. Do something I would did not enjoy. <laughs> like I, I I'm very like disappointed in my own stubbornness about yeah. it. I wish I quit that grind. Yep, yep. Like honestly, we both would have been way I, better I, off. I made my life, I actively made my own life worse for a year, continuing <laughs> that grind, and consciously chose to do that daily. Even though I knew I wasn't enjoying it. We were breathing and in heavy I hated copium, every second man. of it. I actively chose to do it. Heavy copium. For like a full year. And like, <laughs> I'm not going to call that my biggest achievement because that I think that's more of like signs of an addiction. Yeah, no, no, that's definitely true. I still find it an achievement simply because like, like, yeah, I'm proud of myself for sticking to it yeah. the same way you are, but... I, I think as I, well I, just I, I seeing the drop, it, there's something about, like, the magic of actually finally seeing the drop. Like, could you believe your eyes when you saw it? Like, the mace was just oh, sitting I was, on the ground. Like, yeah, you got it I in wasn't a even team, streaming. Right? Didn't you get I it? wasn't even streaming. I was doing solitary bingo. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> oh Katie's sitting next to me in my office. I'm just hanging out doing, like, five-man or, yeah, doing five-man nightmare with my yeah. bingo team. Like, hadn't even started the stream yet. I was just going to chill for, like, an hour, have my coffee. Oh, Katie's sitting right next to me, hanging out, playing with the dogs. And then uh, <laughs> I just get the maze, and I just look at her. I'm like, I just got the maze. Dude, when I saw the maze on the ground day one for Sonny's, I literally could not believe my eyes. It for just... you, it was truly a storybook, man. Like, the new content comes out, it your was. stream is booming, you were rank one, you've been going for, like, 18 hours. <laughs> it was perfect. It was the cherry on top, man. <laughs> It was. Like that was peak. Yeah, it was. I, I think that's really what it came down to. I don't really get that feeling anymore. Did you get that feeling when you got your shadow or got any like recent drops? Oh yeah, but I was keto? also really sleep deprived. It was like six a.m. Man, mm. I, I I was like it was like six a.m. I think I streamed like sixteen hours that day or something. I was super sleep deprived when I got the shadow. <laughs> okay, what about the Tebow? How was that reaction? I don't think I ever actually asked you. Just your feeling. Oh God. I think that was the first time I truly lost my shit on the game. <laughs> that was definitely my first like big like streaming moment. Yeah. Like that was the first big thing I ever got on stream and it took like a year of streaming to get it. But that was like my first like super hype streaming moment. Like it happens all of a sudden like I go from like I don't remember how many viewers I had at the time, maybe like 3 or 400 and then all of a sudden I have like 2000 viewers all at once like everyone is there immediately. Holy it's shit. it's surreal. I love that about the community by the way. When somebody everyone gets something just pours in. everybody yeah. tells everybody from every other stream, "Go, go, go." Yeah. Yeah, it, it was just like super surreal. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um what can we expect to see from you content-wise? Going to go back to chores anytime soon? All the chores, <laughs> uh, all kinds of different chores, man. Uh, right now, like I like I was talking about earlier, I'm still not ready to say bye to TOA. Like I, I still have some improvements I want to make at it, so I'm done with it. It's still doing well on the stream. Um, I do want to actually use the TOA items in other places, though. I think you've done a pretty decent bit of that so far, That's but fun. I've done zero of that basically. Uh, one thing which I know isn't probably going to do too well on the stream because of how subtle all the mechanics are, but I do like Duo Next a lot. Dude, next and uh, it got changed a lot with the new items out, so I w I'm going to try that out a good bit. I'm also missing the Ancient Hilt, which is like one of the only things I still need as far as PVM goes. That's a great item to be missing, by the way, especially if you do enjoy Nex, because then you yeah. just have an excuse to just, you don't even have to. The only thing is, like, Nex isn't going to do well on the stream because it's it's just too subtle, man. As, as someone just casually watching, it, you don't understand what's going on. You just yeah. see hit boss, hit boss, hit boss. It's 
fun. It's a, I honestly think you'd be surprised with how much more fun it is with the Fang, and especially because now you're not just doing range only. Because didn't you just do range only? And light bear. Yeah, the majority of mine were like uh, range camping. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I've been. Whenever I got the Torba plate, I got it down to where I was using. I would say like six or six to eight doses of brew average per kill. Jesus, that's crazy. Like stacking manta rays and eating on the like cooldown between phases, and whenever you get in the ice prison, you can eat without losing ticks. I know for sure light bearer is probably worth it. I actually don't know for sure, but I'm assuming it's worth it. But dude, it really, oh, yeah, sure. it really sucks how much you miss with that ZCB. Like, holy shit. It pisses me off to no end when you literally use 75 spec, you're losing your B-ring max hits, and you're just, like, missing. You're like, why am I using this godforsaken it really, It really makes me wonder if, like... <laughs> I don't know. I've never kept, like, a sample size going, but you should hit, like... I think it's, like, 65% of your ZCB specs because it, it gives 100% accuracy. Like, bonus accuracy, so double. Yeah. It just... And the standard accuracy, like, at least in Arma, I mean, it's probably higher now in Missouri, but it was, like, 35. Actually, I will say it would even be... It would feel even better, actually, in a duo because you're just in the fight for longer. So yeah. Like, you, you should hit, like, 70% of them, but it, it sometimes feels like you just miss every single one. Dude, like, it feels like that every have kills where you hit, like, one out of six, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just knowing I'm losing a B-ring because of it, and then when you miss, it's like, well... All those extra max hits are just fucking gone. Like that's uh, yeah. It's because of how good it is. Whenever it does nothing, it's like you know what you missed out on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That has to be it. Light bear is definitely still worth it. It just doesn't feel like it sometimes. But yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it, duo next, and I think you'll actually see. Wait, what the fuck? This guy just got two. Oh no, no, he. This guy in my clan just got a cape of skulls, and it appeared like twenty seconds. No way. But it was uh, the new collection log notification. Um, okay, what was the last question? Uh, oh, yeah, when are you going to teach Katie the Inferno? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she doesn't actually want to learn the Inferno right now. She was doing it like a few months back. She would do like a couple hours of it every day. And she was getting like further and further. Okay. But uh, she doesn't like stressing herself out that much, you know? That's fair. I didn't want to. That's why, like, she she's really enjoyed TOA. She obviously hasn't done it, like, as much as I have, but she's really liked that, like, she can increase the difficulty on her own rate. Yeah, that's right. And, like, try to go for, like, a new PB, like, making the rate as hard as she can and stuff. Yeah. Add what you're comfortable with. She doesn't really want to learn in front of her right now, though. That's fair. She just wants to put me on the spot. I didn't really want to go for the fang kit, but sometimes, it, sometimes it's a good thing to be a streamer, just because, like... You do you have get pressured asking you about it, and you're just like, oh, fuck, I'll go do this. Fine. Say, babe, why, why does your fang look like that? I know. And, like, of course, I wanted well, it. Gordy's it's... looks like this. <laughs> I'm glad I got it. And I, I'm just glad I've had experiences. I think combat achievements were honestly the biggest, uh, I don't know, experience of mine of just like, okay, I can do these tough challenges. I just got to put in a little bit of time, and then it's super rewarding at the end. So just fucking do it. Just like sometimes I don't want to, but mm -hmm. okay. Zout asks if you could have any location in game exist IRL, which location would it be? Wilderness. No. Um. Super oh excited. Purge. <laughs> super excited about this cast. Been waiting the Lake Bay cast since number seventy three when Bodie said he considered Lake the most underrated streamer on the platform. Hype. Any location in game. Oh god. 
like the Enchanted Valley. It's like super pretty. BKQ. Oh yeah, that place is boring though. There's nothing to fucking do except get your rune axe and dip forever. I mean, anything else is gonna get you murdered. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, you can get murdered. There. If you try to fish in the Enchanted Valley, that fucking monster pops out and tries to kill you. That's okay. I, I ain't gonna be fishing. I'm trying to think what I would choose. I don't know. Like right now, I'm AFKing Firewatch Sentinels, and I do not want to be here in real life. I actually want Dorgishin or Dorgishin or whatever it's called. Yeah, that'd be dank. Yeah, that place is cool. Everyone's chill. A nice little market with some like crazy exotic foods. It's all like raw frogs or something, but like still. Imagine being in like Pero Pero in real life. Dude, we gotta burn that wheat, man. I'm sorry. I've brought up this suggestion so many times. Can we please get an elite Draenor slash Lumbridge diary where you get an. Why isn't it just a one take animation? Do that or just get rid of the wheat. Just let us run freely. Like, just the wheat is so 2004, man. Like, get rid of that. Nobody cares about it anymore. I don't know. That's my... I feel like I'd rather just, like, go through it in, like, one tick. It's just annoying when you click on an impling and it flies over the thing. And then your dude starts backpathing, like, seven fucking tiles. And you're just like, I just ah. don't want to give the bots too much, man. No, no, but we should keep it. Okay, we should still keep that one area. And, you know, you could speed up the wheat or whatever to one tick. If you have like a high enough agility, but they should also just get us a new place where no bots are there because you have to do the elite diary and just run around freely, catch it, catch it, or just like change the medium clue meta. I think that's the biggest thing. The medium clue meta has been Piro Piro for so long for irons, it just needs to be changed. Same thing with all clue metas, to be honest. It's just been years and years of the same metas, and it's like, switch them up, please. Mm hmm. Yeah, I uh, I actually have done all my TOA with an elite in my bank, so I don't know <laughs> like how the elite rates are. It hurts. It hurts me, man. It hurts my soul. Are they good? Don't tell me that. Nah, the elite rate's not great. I I think in three hundreds, it's probably like a here. Let me actually look at my log real quick. Uh, Always thought it was kind of disappointing that we can't get straight master clues from raids. Yeah, nah, that's fair. There's nothing in the game that straight like gives you a master clue. I think what would be cool is Inferno would give you a master clue. Like, yeah. th then you'd actually have. I mean, because you get nothing from the Inferno for doing it. You just waste. But at that time. point, are you saying guaranteed? Yeah. yeah I mean, I guess yeah. like I if someone guaranteed. could do it, like off, send off task runs in like an hour, like they deserve a master clue yeah, every hour. I, I would say as well. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I mean, you would. And it's not even free either. They're probably using like a mill on supplies. At least. <laughs> exactly. And you have the chance of losing it all if you die to Zook. As opposed to someone like spinning like. 10 mil on DMs and just getting it in like 10 seconds. Yep. Okay, or so I've, it comes out too. I've gotten 10 elites in 178 tombs, and I think that's all the tombs. That's 25 normals and 153 experts. So. Dang, that's crazy. That's half as many uh, or twice as many as I have shadows. <laughs> so elites are like twice as rare as a shadow. Yeah. <laughs> but, twice yeah. as common, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's not that bad. Yeah. No, it's not bad. I just. Oh my god, dude! The seeds, so nice. I have a, I have so a thousand, nice. and I have a thousand Snapdragon seeds. What is the craziest normal? And I chest have like seven had? super resource. The craziest normal chest? Yeah, from a five seventy five. 
Like, because it uh, keeps getting up. A little bit right? over three mil, like dragon dart tips, that like double snapdragons or something like oh. that. It's like, like three point six mil or something. Wait, what would? How many? How many dragon dart tips can you get if it was all rolls that on a five seventy five? Like how much it would be? Like fifteen hundred. <sighs> the you triple would... dragon dart tip Bruh, would be like fifteen hundred. Uh, yeah, that's better than any purple. I'm sorry, that's just like sexy. That would be amazing. It'd be worth more than a couple of purples. <laughs> Dude, imagine this. You know, okay, this just came into my head randomly. What if raids four or some other like treasure room? You know, where you're going to get your purple or whatever. It's a room full of dragon imps. Just just flying around, lucky imps, dragon imps. You just go in there and you just have like 30 seconds. Just catch as many as you fucking can. Just have a bunch of bottles. Like, I don't know. I feel like that would honestly be like way more dopamine than just opening one. Just, just having like a bunch of dragon imps that just shit out dragon dart tips. Like, oh, oh my God. Is that going to be like, a, like an overhaul to the party room? Dude, dude, like I'm not going to lie. If you could get, oh, okay, I'm, I'm just thinking of this right now. You know how you get, like, those cache of runes? There's always, like, unique things you get from each raid, like, just some random stuff, like Chambers has. Ooh, I never stuff. thought about that. Getting implings as a reward from something? Not only getting an impling from something, but getting a little teleport device that teleports you in to a little secluded area, a little instance, and you just catch as many implings as you possibly can within, like, 30 seconds. It's just, like, a little bit of fun. Go catch a bunch of them, and that's like a rare reward from a raid, or just something like that. I feel like that would be so fun. Like it's like a like a random event almost. Yeah, it's like dopamine. But it's city. like a reward. <laughs> I don't know. Just have a few luckies as well flying around. Like that'd be fun as hell. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. It'd be kind of crazy though. I mean, I'd be down for the dragon arrows. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I Dude, could use some dragon arrows. What are your thoughts on a bone dragon or a dragon dragon? Enter uh, the bone whip. Yeah. <laughs> Except this is enter the bone dragon. So it's kind of like an end. It's kind of like an end where you kill the ant and then you chop it for logs. But this would be you kill the dragon and you chisel it down for a dragon ant. And it gives you like various dragon ammunition tip. Yep, yep pretty much. Just the tips. That'd be pretty cool. I, um, I like many other in-game PVMing Iron Man, have been sitting on Dragon Bones since the day I maxed, hoping that one day I can turn them into sure. arrows. Yeah. I, I know so many, like, different, like, in-game irons that just, like, refuse to use their, like, <laughs> post-99 prayer because it might, like, a, it's such an out-there idea, but it might be, like, yeah. dragon arrows one day. Yeah. No, I have, like, 60,000 dragon bones in my bank just camped there that's actually a good i never actually considered that. i'm just too lazy to use them there's just too many other things i want to do sometimes a good thing yeah okay second base asks do you think the game is in need of a stronger melee prayer even if it were just accuracy hmm i guess uh i guess a prayer with not as much emphasis on damage and more emphasis on accuracy would be kind of similar to the thing, right? Yep. I want judgment. I want judgment prayer. Is that the one that was going to be an overhead as well? Yeah, but I didn't want it to be an overhead. I just wanted to be wanted it to be like a piety. Or something. That way it wouldn't stack with piety? Exactly. You just have judgment. It's double accuracy, no damage whatsoever. Yeah, I think because uh, that was an idea from like when Chambers was proposed, right? I, th I think so. The game was a lot different back then. And oh, I think it was I, I thought it was proposed. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, the game was a lot different back then, and the idea was P 
people are like, okay, you need your protection pairs to stay alive. Like the, there was no concept of like kiting outside of Ziliana. Mm-hmm. So like with the way that people can avoid like not just damage, but straight up being attacked now, <laughs> like a, a prayer like that, like being able to stack it with piety would be insane. But because yeah. the, the concept was like, okay, you're going to trade off your overhead prayers for this. Like it'd be crazy. You wouldn't even want to use it most of the time. You but like now, like, <laughs> look at all the stuff you've seen one prayer accounts do. Exactly. Yeah, I've, I've uh, always wanted judgment. I was also thinking like, you know what would also buff Inquisitors? Like just give, and the reason I come back to this is just because Nightmare has kind of been a hot topic of like, it's I, of I wouldn't have came on the podcast if I didn't expect Sebe Agenda. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you, uh, I didn't have to tell you that. You just already know. Um, oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> What if Inquisitors guaranteed a Dragon Warhammer hit? But if oh it, yeah, I I would not be against that. If the it, only the yeah. only monster in the game that that would be too strong on or considered somewhat OP on is Tecton, and that's not a fucking problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking like, dude, if you have a full Inquisitor set and you guarantee hit, but but okay, no, how about this? It's not a guarantee hit; it's a guarantee that the effect will occur so you could still hit a zero but you know for a fact if you weren't wearing full inquisitors it's still reduced at 30 but you're still getting like that zero roll i guess like you could still miss but it would guarantee do the effects so even a zero damage roll would still yeah a zero damage roll but even a miss would still count as it still lowered it by 30 percent. it just guarantee works but it still misses you know what i mean like i don't know does that make sense yeah would it be like a like an all or nothing with the full set? Yeah, you or have would to you have get the, like a partial effect? Uh, that actually be kind of cool too. Yeah, like thirty three percent chance, like additional. No, I think the full set. It yeah, would it wouldn't be as set. easy as as to just do like linear, like thirty three, sixty six, one hundred, because then yeah, that one hundred would just be doubling it, not like guaranteed. Yeah, I yeah I think um, the guaranteed full inquisitors. I think that would be a fucking awesome effect. Even BGSing. Well, no, I take that back because BGS is actually a slash-based spec, right? I think yeah. just, just for the hammer, it would be, like, amazing. Dude, that would I could. That I don't know. Like, it, it it doesn't make sense, like, lore-wise, why it, why it uh, has this association with the Dragon Warhammer. But gameplay-wise, it would be super actually, comfortable. Actually, it could. You know those motherfuckers with the... Uh, Darth Maul Warhammers, Darth Maul Dragon Warhammers sitting around sleep. They're sitting, oh, yeah. Dude, there is some lore attached. Oh, my God. Maybe we're going to get to fight, like, vampire lizardmen shamans. <laughs> dude, I just want an extension. I want that two-handed uh, Dragon Warhammer that they use. It'll be, like, 1 in 10k for the <laughs> second Dragon Warhammer. Just, just an Warhammer extra two. handle. It's just an extra handle. But, yeah. If you had a Darth Maul version where there's literally a hammer on each side, like, the what the... Like, that would be... You have to kill the vampire shamans for a 1 in 10k, and it's just like a little Zammy sticker. You just stick the sticker on your Warhammer, and it works with the Inquisitor. Just a sticker. Scratch and Yeah, it'll just be called Zamorak sticker. <laughs> dude, I'm actually down if Inquisitor set guaranteed Dragon Warhammer spec. Oh, dude, imagine Corp. I know you don't need to imagine that because you're done. Wait, no, you don't, you're missing the pet, though. I don't have the jar, man. Or oh, the what jar. about the jar? Wait, what about the pet? Do you have a pet? Oh, uh, no, I don't have the pet. Dude. I, I hope I'm never bored enough on RuneScape to go for the court bet. Dude, I'm not going to lie. That is 
all Inquisitor. That's all Nightmare needs now. Guarantee a Dragon Warhammer spec if you have the full Inquisitor set. Boom, yeah. problem solved. That place is again. Down green. It, again, consistency is fun gameplay. The thing has proven that. Yep. I think people would enjoy using that. I don't think it would be too broken, really, either. It would get rid of some tedious parts of the game because something people don't like is inconsistencies. Yeah, dude. And uh, a lot of that is like resetting Dragon Warhammer specs over and over again. Yeah, I see you at Chambers. I see Rost Man doing CMs. Like, dude, the amount of times you have to reset. And you guys have even, I mean, I know Ross has like gotten it down to a science. He just goes instantly back in, basically. Like, you as an mm-hmm. Iron you, Man. You get be... muscle memory for it, man. Because you spend so many hours doing it. Dude, if it was guaranteed two hits, oh, I need that. You guys need that. Yeah. I mean, we, we haven't put like a lot of thought into it, or at least I haven't, but I, I can't really think of where it'd be like too good. Like, it, it, it sounds super fun to use. Yeah, and it wouldn't even be broken in like PvP. I was just thinking like, oh, maybe there's something in PvP. Who the hell is bringing full Inquisitors and a Dragon Warhammer into PvP? So like, it doesn't even matter. Even if you got reduced 30 defense, just brew back up or something. Um, also, like, they've done it with so many other things. They can just make it not have that spec in P- or not have that set effect in PvP. That's true. Just make the wilderness even more confusing. Just so many, so many things just are. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like a different game. <laughs> it's so different. You just don't know what's going to work. The fact that they randomly, without even basically revealing it to the public, that, oh, yeah, if you get a. If you. um, What was it? Like, if you. If there's somebody. What was the thing like the teleport delay? Like you you couldn't teleport or something like that for a while. I think they reverted it or something. But if you were in like the yeah, rev I think cave, it was you... something specifically in the rev caves. What was that? Uh, I think they added like a. I don't remember how long it was. I think it was a three tick delay from whenever you click a teleport item to actually teleporting. It is so dumb, and they don't even like address it. They just add it. Like, dude, you're gonna get you're gonna get so many. They also. They also like accidentally at one point made the rev caves into like old singles mechanics where uh, like where spec trading and stuff was oh, uh, was a thing like old like frontline singles teams yeah. like that era Jesus where Christ. like if you if you not even like it wasn't even multi that was a death trap like if you if you were in singles and you, they fell in on you you would have twenty people <laughs> spamming your address and a bunch of at signs <laughs> in various oh, colors God. and. Your phone would be going off. You'd have a bouncy house outside your door. <laughs> You'd have 40 people like going b- back and forth between dragon claws and dark bows on you, and you can't see anything. And people just call this a medieval children's point-and-click game. Yeah, no, it's not. It's like a couple of months ago, that was happening in the Rev Caves, and now they got volatiles in both of us also. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, Frey asks which content did you struggle the most in mastering you make it all look pretty easy but i'm sure there have there must have been something that took longer to perfect or still struggle with uh i guess it depends like really what we consider like mastering i mean in in my mind i don't have like a ton of things in the game that i feel like i've truly mastered especially like some things that have changed since i've done them last like i've at one point, I would say I had Chambers mastered, but right now, like, I'm, I'm going to have to go learn a bunch of new stuff when I go back to it, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, new things that have come out. Uh, as far as struggle, uh, earlier in the cast, we talked about how, like, uh, like getting over the nerves for, like, my first Infernal Cape, like, with Zuck was, like, super difficult, even though I didn't really struggle in the waves at all, even on release. Yeah. 
like the the nerves and the anxiety of like the big boss fight was really getting to me. Uh, I'll say that High Invocation TOA has definitely been the most I've ever died on this video game. Yeah, just straight planking daily. Yep. I I I think even as an Iron Man, I think I've spent like a, almost a hundred mil on Death Coffer. I've spent over fifty. Wouldn't that be like four hundred deaths or something? Yep, that would be. And I also I also spent time learning rooms individually. Like I would turn off death invocations. I would put Aka at like five fifty and just go practice Aka. Yeah. With like no death invocations on and just die there and reset and die there and reset. I would do that like without paying the death coffer for it. Yeah, just to get those extra lives. But like even with doing that, I still died like left and right and left and right, and I still do. Yesterday I was doing like 500s and I even thought I even died on 500s a couple of times. I'm I'm glad you're so willing to just admit that and just like say I mean obviously it's being streamed as well so it's like there's no point of like denying that. But uh it, Oh yeah, I've never died. Yeah. No, it's nice because like people that don't watch your stream, they literally just assume like you started doing 575 I this one I imagine, who knows. But I would just watch you start doing 575s like nonstop, and i'm like wow but you don't really if you're not watching the stream the whole time you don't even really see oh, you yeah. die because you're just back in every raid. every day like every day someone comes in at the end of the raid at the end of a raid or like maybe they watch like one whole raid and it happened to be a really good one and they're like wow you do these so casually and i'm like uh yeah. i'm over here dying man it's good to hear that because like some people just think like, it's nice praise but it's like man it's hard <laughs> the thing i like about it though like it's exceedingly difficult, but the majority of the time, like, sure, there's moments where I do feel like I get, like, Jagex or whatever you want to call it. But the majority of the time, whenever I die to something, I can straight up be like, okay, this is what I should have done. Mm-hmm. Like, usually, usually most things that kill me, I don't feel like it was hopeless RNG. Keep in mind, I'm Red Xing Baba. Yep. But I don't feel like it was, like, hopeless RNG. The majority of times when I die to something, it's like, okay, I could have done that better. Yep. No, I, I actually, when I was grinding my five my puny little 500, the ones that you're just speed running, um, when I did my 500, like, it was just every death, it didn't even really affect me that much. I was like, okay, I'll just, like, go back in. Oh, yeah, you get numb to it. Yeah, but it was actually, like, really, it was surprisingly, like, refreshing. Like, you die and you like, okay, I made a mistake there. I Yeah, like you said, there was no, like, RNG element. It was just, I'm bad. Probably like, that relief because you've been focusing for like 30 minutes straight. Now you get <laughs> yeah. a second to breathe and you're like, okay. like, okay. What did I do wrong? Yeah. Aka was the one that was fucking me up the most simply because I just, I, I never, I still to this day have not made the uh, shadow shift clickable and stuff because I'm just not used to like holding shift. to. Yeah. That muscle or... memory was strange for me too. Yeah. So like, I, I had to like actually like take my hands off the F keys and just not really use F keys in Aka. Yeah. Like I have to keep my hand on shift or I forget about it. <laughs> yeah. I also am not a fan of control walking. I know that could be useful in some places, but I'm just like, nope, not doing that. It's uh, it's kind of interesting how the entire Aka fight changes so drastically from having a shadow, oh just because of God. like the ability and viability of Butterfly. Dude, it, it changes the entire flow of the fight, and it makes it's such a good flow of the fight. It's so much more getting fun. the specials every minute was like such a good fix because you don't just get to skip everything. Like you still do like the core mechanic yeah. of the of the room, yep. which is the memory puzzle. Dude, honestly, if uh, I if it has if, such a good flow to it, and it, it doesn't have that same flow without butterflying, like it, it's one of those accidental like solo own type things. You're so right, dude. It but feels but so it's locked behind the shadow. Yep. 
Aka now, dude, is my favorite room. Like, I go in there, I'm like, this is exciting. Like, this is just fun. This is just going to be a, a blast. Especially when you're doing a 300 where, like, you can't even die because you literally have brews in your inventory. Every, every raid, especially, like, every iron goes into it. They really don't want the Mega Rare to be the, their last one. But TOA specifically, I feel especially bad for irons that the majority of Ironmen that will have it be their last one. Yep. Yep. So, so many people look at the game list of chores they're not going to want to keep doing it after they get their last item and i would say it's more game changing in toa than scythe and tebow are in their respective breeds 100 percent. specifically since that 4x buff it, it would be the exact opposite beforehand yeah uh, beforehand it was like all right my aka is going to be a little bit faster dude like I, I think somebody told me tebow still better at zebak but dude i'm pulling like I literally had a 139. It, it's surprisingly close. It's surprisingly close to like Amethyst in max range. Okay, is that what it is? Because Dragon Arrows still blow it out the water, bruh. especially with defense reduction. But like it, max mage is the same as like max range Amethyst with no defense reduction. Okay, that must be it then. Because like it, I literally got a sub 140 Zebak in a 300 yep. raid. Like, part of it is how the defense reduction works with the modifier or the multiplier mm. in TOA. So, like, if you have, like, the 150% multiplier and you BGS a 20, that 20 is also getting multiplied. Okay. So, it's, it's as if it was a 30, but you only had to hit the 20, which is a lot more likely. So, basically, what that boils down to is on these super high defensive mobs, you're getting, like, a really big defense drain, like, pretty realistically without relying on actually hitting a 70. Mm. Yeah. Whereas at like at like TOB, for example, some of these things have pretty high defense, but to get it down to zero, you're like hoping you hit like a seventy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I bring my ZCB and I I have an adrenaline because I choose Zebak as last. I so I get three ZCBs like basically guarantee at one ten, and then on top of that, just the shadows just fucking melting it. I'm like, this is like I skip phases because you're just dominating it's so oh, yeah hard. it's kind of so it's kind of funny how many people have been sleeping on the zcb and like just now realizing how good it is oh with TOA it's being so out. good at toa because everything everyone just like health. i think it's because people people never really realized that it was always meant to be a spec weapon like sure you main hand it at next that's because next has insane defense mm -hmm. and a lot of hp and next has mechanics that favor being able to move more mm-hmm no, so being ZCB able to range is, is hardcore slug next down. like it just plays well to camp it at next yeah but as far as anywhere else in the game, it's not a main hand. It's it's a spec weapon day and night. Hundred percent. And, and it um, totally it's one of the best the ones too. Like it, it, I think it's like twenty three DPS on next, for example, where claws would be like ten. Really? Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm just like, like pulling numbers that I think I remember. But yeah, yeah, the spec, not the, the not the autos. God no, not the autos. Have you ever seen <laughs> but that the, the spec animation? like? It, Basically, my point is, like, anywhere with, like, the 500-plus HP where it's going to get the max hit and where it has still decent accuracy, like, if it's not going to have, like, 20% accuracy. Like, I think on, I think on like, 300 P3 Warden, it's, like, 95% accuracy or something like that. Sheesh. Yeah. Like, anywhere where you are more than likely going to hit the 110 with it, it is automatically, like, the best DPS spec weapon in the game. Yeah, that thing's busted. Because if it has an almost guaranteed chance to hit a 110, it's like, it's like 35 DPS. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. And at a, a lot of places, it ends up being that way. 
But it's crazy how many people were like sleeping on it beforehand because it was really only seen like, oh yeah, you want the CCB if you're doing next. It's because you always just think of claws. Like everyone's yeah. mind just drifts to claws. Like ooh, and claws. claws are easier to use. You put them on, you spec. Yep. CCB, you have to. It takes more spec. You have to. Ammo. You switch. lose your HP. Yeah, the ammo switch. God. So Don't even get me started. I hate so. Just let us wear bolts and arrows at the same time. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, not because of not because of the annoyance of actually clicking the bolts, but because of the annoyance when you don't click the bolts. And we all know there's some fucky stuff going on in the inventory recently. <laughs> but the annoyance when you click the bolts and they don't go on, and you click attack with a ZCV and a t and and arrows on, or vice versa, yeah. Tebo and bolts on, you get a five tick delay as if you attacked. It's so without dumb. actually attacking. So. And, and when you're trying to shoot a jug, trust me, this has happened at Zebek multiple times where I'll do my ZCB spec. I'm trying to hit a jug. So I push a jug and I have my fucking bolts on with my Tebow and I'm like trying to shoot the jug. I'm like, shoot it, shoot it. And you still it. get the five tick delay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then, on, yeah. And then on top of me just getting absolutely dominated by the roar, just panic brewing and stuff, I'm, I'm still lost at like what was happening. So I. That interaction <laughs> with the game is probably the biggest downside to ZCB. Yeah, no, that's 100% true. You just gotta... Bolt, bolt, gotta like, ammunition switch is so annoying. You, sh you should totally be able to just wear both at the same time all the time. Yep. I, I mean, there's I don't even care if it's too OP to save an inventory spot. Yeah. There's literally space in this gear tab. Like, dude, we could just drift over, like, your uh, equipment and just have four different ammo slots. Arrows, bolts, javelins. Just another ammo, like, right above the current ammo. Like, right next to the face guard. Yeah, I mean they could. I, I'm, right. I'm. It's face guard on mine because I'm doing vampires right now. It's probably not a face guard for you. It's a spirit angler headband. Baller. That's super cool. Yeah. I want two ring slots too. Now I, I talked to Defy oh, John. I think that's Rorty's title right now, isn't it? What? Two ring slots. Oh, it's time for a second ring slot. <laughs> that's that's Rorty's title right now. I Which? want it. I think second ring slot's cool. I think a belt slot's cool. More ammo slots. Give me them. I want the belt slot, dude. A belt slot would be weird because, like, <laughs> various, like, especially, like, range and magic gear, they are, they have belts on them, you know? I don't That's care. That's going to be a little I, misleading. I want the belts. I, this, this gear I'm wearing right now has a belt, technically, actually. I want it, though. Okay. <clears throat> Zandy. Asks, who is the most handsome man on the planet and why is it Lake? I guess he answered the question. <laughs> uh, thank you, Zandy. All right. Uh, furry Wall, if you could eat one boss on... I don't even know what this question is. If you could eat <laughs> one boss <laughs> on... Eat? If you could eat... Was like, that a typo? Eat one boss... On, yeah, not beat. Eat one boss on RuneScape, which would it be? What would it be so? Uh, let me look at the high scores list real quick. Mm. Oh, I already know what mine is. Yeah, I'm just looking at the high scores, trying to figure it out. This one is really hard. None of them really look that tasty. Uh, what is yours? I want to hear yours first. Uh, well, actually, now I'm kind of debating because now I'm looking at it. Oh, now God. you're second guessing. Yeah, I'm second guessing. None of them really look that tasty, man. You're right, but I, I think I'm gonna go with Zora. Zora? Yeah. I picture Zora being like sour. I can picture Zora being like really good meat, like. 
Oh, like meaty? Yeah, like I was picturing it like almost like a like a taffy kind of. Nah, nah, nah. Zora is like gonna Zora be like candy. Yeah, no. Z- I I've never eaten snake before, but I've heard snakes. Maybe I have. Actually, I I don't know. Oh, good or... I bet the Hunliff is delicious. <laughs> Just a wolf. Yeah. Any sort of. Pre- I heard pre- like almost all predator meat in real life is like super super toxic and poisonous. Like probably. Um. Yeah, I don't know. There's not really great. Yeah, I don't know. I know I don't want to eat spiders. I don't want to eat. Actually, oh, no. Criara, Criara. Oh yeah, I, I think I actually. I, I think I chose one. Kraken. I like seafood. Kraken. Uh, like yeah, I'm not seafood. too big on seafood. <laughs> I like uh, I like like crustaceans, like shrimp. Yeah, shrimp's amazing. This would be like. I like I uh, I like I like crab. I just don't like fish that much for mm. whatever reason. I can just see like a kraken sushi roll just like raw kraken i can't there. say i've ever had octopus so i don't know if i'd like that or not i don't think i have either actually i probably like but it. i picture kraken would taste like octopus right probably yeah okay if you could pick a part this is from carter if you could pick a part uh of the game raids 4 would be placed in and themed around where would it be and why or if you could design a new area entirely for raids 4 describe that where would you you place it in the current map of the game yeah so like where would you want raids 4 to be themed Mm, raids 4 i feel like i feel like at this point we're kind of getting to either they're gonna extend with like Ferminic or actually extend zaya the way it was originally planned like the whole coliseum and everything oh yeah varlamore was that place called valamore valamore i think it's i think it's varlamore or maybe it was Valamore. I think it was Varlamore, though. Yeah, I think it's either got to go in that direction or they're going to do something like Fremenic, maybe even uh, maybe even tying in uh, Majorat with it. I'm trying to think where I would want it. I don't know. I kind of want like a snowy themed. I guess that's Fremenic in a way, but... Yeah, like I was thinking, like just northern in general, like yeah, Fremenic yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, like the whole Majorat thing. Yeah, I think that would be a great place. Okay, and that would, uh, like, lore-wise, that would that would allow for some serious power creep. Oh yeah, that was when like we're literally just RS three in a different timeline. Yeah, I'm t- I'm unfamiliar with RS 3s timeline. Is that like? Is that like wait 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 where was uh, all the Majorat stuff was like while Gothic sleeps so like okay. when like Dragon Claws first came out mm. and then going into like the ancient curses and it's all kind of tied to that. Was Dungeoneering North? I literally never played Dungeoneering. I never Dungeoneering was yeah it was like northeast like of the wilderness. I I don't remember like the lore behind it really, uh, but it also had features all around the game. There were, like, dungeons that you unlocked at, like, certain levels that you could, like, access. And they were, like, almost kind of, like, similar to, like, your Dragon Impling Chamber idea. Yeah. Like, they had, like, bountiful resources in, like, these dungeons that you had restricted access to. Mm. What are your thoughts on dungeons? Not not quite quite like your Dragon Implings, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was never, like, good at it. Like, I, I played it as a kid, but I don't think I ever got past, like, 90 maybe. Okay. Uh, and I never had any interest in like actually like playing it like speedrunning. Like I was a kid doing it because I wanted a chaotic mall. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have like fond memories of it, but that's just nostalgia. I don't really 
have enough to like form an opinion about like putting it in the game or not okay what about this thoughts on a new skill in general Ooh, new skill um i wasn't really a fan of artisan or warding yeah, warding just stuff. felt like both of those stuff. Warding, ward, warding especially just felt like selective crafting <laughs> yeah was the way much. i saw it pretty much it's like it's crafting but it's magic crafting yeah so i i didn't like that plus it was just gonna boil down to another like bank skill at the end of the day yeah or another lap skill mm-hmm. it's like a combination like it almost felt like it almost felt like with the way they described it like summoning like on release like a combination of like a bank slash lap skill yeah was not enticing whatsoever and it felt like you could just shove it all into crafting or magic I feel like I feel like with the addition of thralls, we secured that we can never have summoning, because the day we get summoning, thralls are just automatically dead. You know, I say I don't, I don't know. I guess there's nothing that keeps you from using both, but I, mm-hmm. I feel like that would feel so artificial having like two separate like followers like that. It would be weird, and like, I don't two I ne- separate combat aids. Yeah, I never played then, so I never experienced summoning. But like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I really don't have much to say about it. I say no simply because I just hear other people say no that did experience it, but I never actually touched it. So I know it was really broken though. Like I think we could stuff. like try to get some things that people might want from summoning, but not through summoning. Mm. So like maybe ways to expand the inventory because some people might want the uh, inventory familiars, you know? Yeah. So maybe we have other ways to expand the inventory of the divine rune pouch good example yep. we got an inventory slot out of that like on almost everything you do mm-hmm. and then for like the way i look at the game is like we have like a certain amount of power creep that we can do and we have to choose like what we want to get this power creep from and we could get like a massive jump in power creep from having a familiar that sits behind us and attacks a lot like they're also feel kind of artificial like that but at the same time we could also get like that similar level of power creep from like a full ass raid through like gear upgrades that you actually see on your character and you get excited when you get the gear upgrade. Like that's kind of the way I look at it. Like um uh, I'll go back to this one actually. Um uh, I never liked getting the the assembler from Vorkath because at the time that was uh not too long after like we had the the entire twisted armor set shot down. And it was a it was the same DPS upgrade as a piece of that armor set would have been, and I just like always thought about how like cool and exciting it would have been like the same way it is now to get Masori, how cool and exciting it would have been to get like a twisted like a twisted chest plate or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. And you do not get that excitement when you get the Vorkath head because nope. it's like okay that's out the way, <laughs> yeah. but it it does the same thing for you. True. But it doesn't feel near as rewarding. That's totally fucking true. Actually, that's a good point. So, like, the way I see it is we have, like, a certain amount of power creep that we can do over time, and we need to be selective with how we do it. Yeah. Damn. Because I don't think power creep is bad, but I think power creep that is just there for the sake of being there and doesn't feel rewarding. You don't don't feel rewarded whenever you finish a kingdom divided. You you say, okay, that chore's done. I can use skulls now and do (laughs) 37.5 more damage per minute. Yep. You don't feel rewarded when you get the fork out there. Yeah. You go, okay, my Tebow hits too higher now. God damn. Yeah, you're speaking total facts right now. I never actually looked at it that way. But yeah, like getting like a Masori body, you feel fucking rewarded. <laughs> yeah. 
I can't wait to get mine. That's my last piece. I, I mean, Sorry, I didn't mean to hit a sore spot. That is not a sore spot because I've barely even been grinding TOA. I've been doing other random shit. I'm surprised by how little you stayed after getting the shadow. I, <laughs> I know. Dude, I don't... I uh, like. I, I haven't been playing RuneScape the past couple of months, man. I've been playing TOA. True. I mean, that was me with Revs. I do, I do a farm run like every other day. Dude, when I camped Revs for three months, it wasn't even like I was playing RuneScape anymore. It felt like a total break from the game. It was just weird. It's like dealing with the Mafia back in those days but um yeah i mean yeah, I, I i had a lot with the mafia revs i think i did like 35k with mafia revs yeah mafia revs that's that. that's unironically what i already like called it for years <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't even feel at least for me it didn't even feel like the same game it just felt like totally different than runescape it just felt like so like black markety yeah it almost felt like i was like I felt like I had felt to like dirty. keep it on the low and like I was breaking the <laughs> rules. I felt nefarious. Oh yeah. And you Dude, I wasn't doing nothing but contributing to a racketeering scheme. <laughs> and it felt so weird because like you kind of have to be a little toxic because like you you need to defend yourself, obviously. So you're not just gonna be like taken advantage of and just like killed over and over and over. Like you kind of gotta like play the part of like defending yourself and like helping out your little clan that's trying to oh, protect I, world i must definitely use streamer privilege because uh like the like nasty was one of the leaders and he was like mm -hmm. uh he's a super regular in my stream and everything like mm -hmm. one of my oldest subs i totally use streamer privilege and every time there was like a war or something i would leave <laughs> i love it see this is before i ever started streaming like three months before i'd ever started streaming i just i would i would unironically like leave revs and be like oh I, i'm starting my stream sorry <laughs> I love it. That place sucked, dude. Like, it was fun, but it sucked. Like, it just felt so broken. It just didn't feel like a part of RuneScape. It shouldn't have been there, but you have to take advantage of it because it's so fucking good. Yeah, it was just awful. Yeah, it did kind of feel like it. it's, like, own game. It was weird. And it feels like you just needed to abuse it, which I just, I hate that feeling. I'm just like Yeah, it was, it was just way too rewarding. Yeah. Especially at a time like uh, I guess this is back on the topic about uh, Scythe not being as used as it used to. Back then, Scythe Scythe was used. <laughs> True. At least uh, at least in the period I was doing it, like you Scythe like every Slayer yeah, boss. You needed you to do like, rev every to endgame scythe boss. There was no Lance. You you'd want to Scythe like even Ulm as much as you could. Yep. You needed. And it to was like, rooms. yeah, they, they were way too rewarding not to do. On top of if you wanted the wildy weapons. There was so many people that were like, as soon as they nerfed revs and made it like singles and made it like really shitty initially, there was so many people that were like, oh, I should have just abused it. I should have abused it. I didn't... Oh, yeah. And it was it was so hard to get into. Like, it was selective as shit. Oh, I, uh, at one yeah, point, I at one point, I didn't go to revs for like four months straight, but I kept paying for it. Mm, was it just Because I didn't want to lose my spot. Yeah. Like I was like, what if I want to do revs next week? <laughs> and I just I just didn't want to lose my spot, and I I, I just didn't go for like four months one time. Mm -hmm. And I think I paid like, I think it was like forty mil a week. So I paid I paid like six hundred mil without without even going once at one point. Jesus, I really did enjoy the game a lot back then. Though I was like fucking addicted. I was so addicted at that time. Like that is all I thought about. I remember uh, during that three months, I started going back to work. I needed I was working at a target distribution center like 12 hour shifts and like an hour commute there over weekends 
And dude, the whole fucking time I'm at Target, I'm just thinking about going back to revs. I eventually literally quit that job just so I can do revs more. <laughs> oh my god. That was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But um it was just a it was a seasonal job anyway. I was going back to school. But yeah, I was so insanely addicted to the game. I, I kind of miss that in a way, but I'm also glad I'm not at that stage anymore where it's just like, all I do is think about the game. That's all I want to do. Yeah, I feel like I have a, a healthier relationship with the game now than I used to. I think what happened for me was just kind of getting out of that competitive mindset. I, was, I, I wasn't like competitive, like high scores really, but I really wanted to be like a fucking beast Iron Man, you know, and I would just put in all the time I possibly could. And just to like kind of like I don't know flex I guess or I don't really know what it is I know I was just truly obsessed with the game as well besides the competition but losing that competition and just realizing I can play the game for myself and do goals I want to do and not have to have any sort of competition with it has made yeah like you said a lot more healthier of a place yeah for me like my motivation for playing the game hasn't changed at all like I still enjoy it in the same ways I did but I, I I had a lot less going on in my life at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that was like, me too. It was it was the only thing I really cared much about. Yeah, because it was the only thing I was doing. Yeah, that was me too. Okay, Landon asks, "What's your outlook on the game's future post TOA release? Do you think TOA is enough to satisfy players until something new comes out? Hopefully, not another four years." Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, definitely. Hopefully not another four years. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it it depends how we're looking at it. Like, if we're looking at it as people, like, doing TOA and only doing TOA until a new piece of content, like, that that's never going to work. Like, the, I don't think any piece of content could hold up that much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it fitting into, like, the overall account progression, like, as as lame as it is, it kind of feels like, like, they want people to keep making new accounts and like playing through everything because like as a standalone piece of content like you can easily get a lot of time out of it but it's not going to hold you over until we get the next big release unless you're playing like one hour a day yeah and i i just don't think i don't think we've ever had or ever will have a piece of content that can like just be like for for a large portion of people like the only thing they do for an extended period of time and not get sick of it yeah, um, I thought there was a topic on here talking about the Tassacall trials. Maybe I'm missing it or something. What do you? What I do you feel like about? I remember seeing that. Maybe I'm just missing it. I'm like, I'm like scrolling down and up. I feel like it was on the bottom of someone's. Oh, oh, I see it. It's Champions Cape. I see it now. What are some reward ideas you'd like to see from the Tassacall trials? That's the uh, Blue Inferno for those one. Yeah, the Blue Inferno. That's all I remember about it. I remember they. They pitched it, and they wanted it to be structured like the Inferno, but not played like the Inferno. Like wave-based? Yeah, they wanted it to be like wave-based, but they didn't want it to have like emphasis on like... I think I think they said pair switching is something they didn't want it to have like any emphasis on. And uh, Really? I, I just don't know what even direction they were trying to go with it. It didn't really get talked about too much afterwards either. I feel like that's something we just didn't get to hear a lot about, unless unless I missed a lot of it. Well, I know it was just a game jam thing. I don't think it was like being yeah. old or anything, but like it seems like it was something they never really pursued more. Was... But I guess as far as like reward ideas, 
Man, what are, what are we what are we in need of at this stage? I guess uh, range and magic boots suck. Rings. Uh, suck. There's always stuff that can give you more inventory space, which is nice. Uh, yeah, the majority of rings suck. Although uh, it is kind of nice that so many rings suck because it makes it a pretty easy choice to use light bear in a lot of places now. <laughs> yep, literally. Uh, here, let me ask you about this. Wait, was Blue Inferno, was that the thing where like you can see your reward and choose to accept it or continue? Was that what the idea was? Like the enrage mechanic sort of? I feel like I remember them saying something like that. I actually do like that idea. I was uh, I was thinking we would get something more similar to that with the uh, like the TOA invocation system, mm-hmm. like a like a risk it and continue kind of thing. Yeah. Rather than uh, just setting the strict difficulty, like I misunderstood that when TOA was initially proposed. Mm. I thought it was going to be more similar to like RuneScape three and Rages, where you risk like a portion of what you've earned so far to continue at a higher difficulty. Yeah, I had something yeah. like that would be really cool. That would because be I cool. I think that that's like a really good metric for like good players is like how consistent they can do something as well. Oh yeah, plus like that I'm that's my driving force for improving at five seventy fives right now is I I want to get where I walk into the raid and I think okay there's like a ninety five percent chance I've finished this one. Yeah, and imagine this. Imagine the fucking content of you doing Blue Inferno. You just see your reward, and it's something so desirable to all of your viewers, basically. And you saw, and you say, "Fuck that! I'm, I'm continuing to go. Like, let's go. I'm risking it all. Let's go to the next wave." Like something that like that. Exciting. Something that confu- that complex, though. I, I think it would cause complete uproar in the community if we didn't get like the specifics of it pretty shortly afterwards. Yeah, we would look at do. look at how the reaction has been to TOA, and it's probably TOA probably doesn't have a super confusing drop rate formula yeah, or anything. Most likely, but something like that with re-rolling and <laughs> stacking the loot, I'm sure it would have some stuff to it. Yeah, no, they would have and to that reveal would, it. Oh my god, that would drive people crazy not knowing the specifics. That would be so exciting to watch, though, man. But yeah, I, I would like the the risk factor yeah oh that's good yeah i'm excited for that stuff yeah they don't really need raids they just need like fun engaging content with new uniques that's fun the big thing is fun like just make it be fun and make the drop rates not insane like keep them like as they kind of are don't be a nightmare drop rate don't be a next one in 53 drop rate just have some shit that comes out it's fun and i also like that um I don't know. You could come out with some niche items at this point while we're waiting for the next raid. Hopefully it'll just come out in like two years. But like this is the segment where you can have some like nice little niche items come in. and Yeah, especially things that were like proposed for the raid and didn't make it in. Like they can be reworked in other ways. Yep. Same same with like things that were proposed for next and didn't make it in. Absolutely. Some slight tweaks, name tweak, design tweak. Basically the same thing, but better balance comes from a new piece of content, and we have a whole new piece of content to do with it as well. Yeah. I think a lot of people get, like, super fixated on the rewards, and it's like... It's like a... I feel like that's something that actually keeps us from getting new content, is, like, we they gotta have the right rewards, you know? So a lot of times, like, we're not getting as much, like, new things to actually do in the game, because we can't really decide what we want it to give us. Yeah, I'm. Th- I was just like thinking for a sec. I was like, I wonder what I really want. Like, what? Like, what do I truly want from uh, like a piece of content? I want to ask you the same thing. Like, is there like something you've ever thought of? Because like a boss or a 
piece of content that you would just love or a piece of armor or something like mm. hasn't really been proposed ever I can't really think of anything off the top of my head, but I will say I really like how they did the uh, the cosmetic kits and pet transmogs with TOA. Yeah, oh, I, really I like how uh, they're like that. prestigious. Like you earn them, and you know when you're getting it. Yeah. Are you kind of sad there's no five seventy five sort of uh, flex? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. But like we were talking about earlier, I would I would like uh, especially since we talked about it, I would like. Uh, some kind of like bonus invocation that replaces the time invocation specifically for hitting 600 yeah. and that having some kind of reward that'd be cool the, the obvious thing that comes to mind is a, a cosmetic kit for the shadow but the shadow is already the coolest looking thing in the game so i don't know, <laughs> you, know you don't really want to mess with that yeah it's not going to look better if they add a kit for it <laughs> i'm trying to think what would be a cool a cool ass kit to like have let me actually look at the log real quick on tombs of a mask kit Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I really, I don't know what kind of like cosmetic thing it would be, but something, something for like hitting six hundred and giving an option, like a way to actually hit six hundred. Actually, I, do I like the idea of an invocation being so hard, and it would be super easy for them to balance because they wouldn't have to balance it at various difficulties if you could only do it on six hundred and it replaced the time invocation. True. Yeah, that 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 would have like so few balancing factors because they only have to worry about it on this one specific one thing, scale because yeah. it's the only time it can be used. Yeah, I think that'd be. Cool. So they don't have to worry like, okay, this makes like the six hundreds like super difficult. But if someone's doing this on uh, on like their three hundred, it only does this. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Plus five seventy five just doesn't have a nice ring to it. Six hundreds. Yeah, cool. it just. I talk about it every day. It feels so arbitrary that the only reason that uh, not just me, like multiple people can't push it to the actual max difficulty is because of a time limit that just isn't possible. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no way uh, 25 minute 575 is even humanly possible or bot or robot possible. It's just impossible. Unless you max it. Yeah, I, I struggle to see how even an eight-man team would do it in 25 one day. On top of how insanely difficult that level of coordination <laughs> yeah, would be. that would be fucking I think the, the sub-40s is pretty possible. Uh, I think, like, a five-man team, for example, would be able to do sub-40, maybe even sub-35. You know what? I'm not going to lie. Maybe it is a good thing that 575s are kind of the caps for solo. And and I know, like, you most likely... Adding solo, on to the you can never get incentive to for doing teams. Yeah, it adds on to the incentive to do teams, but as well, like with new content, TOA is going to be something where like, okay, we just got brand new gear, even better gear than we thought, better weapons, like a few years down the line, and let's go back and see if we can get that like sub 25 or something. Yeah, I think that was always like the plan with them was like they, they meant for it to be like impossible to hit. They just didn't tell anyone it would be like, the, I'm, I'm pretty sure they mentioned on release or before release that like the highest challenge they don't think would be completable. Mm-hmm. They just didn't tell us that it would be because of a time limit. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit depressing. But I think that was always the idea, was it for it, to, for, for it to be something that can be done in the future. It's just, it's so disappointing that it's because of a time limit and just yeah, doing it faster. That's true. Rather than like, oh, you can't beat this challenge. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so insanely hard that no one can beat it. Okay, here's a random question. Third Age Gucci flip-flops. Would you rather have arms as legs or legs as arms, and why? 
Uh, arms is legs for thumbs. Yeah, me too. Thumbs are okay. Why the hell would you want legs for arms? That'd be awful. Big toes are useless apart from balance, and thumbs are like the most OP thing in the world. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm looking at the rest of the topics. There's not really many that we haven't already covered. I believe we've pretty much touched on each one, but you can look through and see if there's any that uh, stand out to you that maybe we haven't. That weren't total memes. <clears throat> uh, let me see if anything jumps out to me. Not all the memes are bad. You let me know. Yeah, one second. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then I'll have my uh, final topic for you, of course. The shout-outs. Oh, we talked a lot about Nightmare, but I just want to say hi to Flopple, because I feel bad if we don't read his question. Let's see. What do you ask about Nightmare, since we both did so much of it, but we already talked a lot about yeah, Nightmare? Yeah, yeah, that's what I I just saying. don't want Flopple to feel left out. Flopple hasn't been on the Sebe House. He'd be good. He has, actually. He has? Yeah. Dude, nah. even Flopple was on it before me. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Bottom of the barrel, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I love Flopple, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised, man. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I missed that one. No, I always... It, the, like, the funny thing is, is, like, that actually is a thing. Like, wow, you had this guy on before me? I, I, I know it's all memes and stuff, but it's like, dude, like... I do one of these a week and sometimes I get repeat guests on because I want to talk to them again. It's like, dude, they're just, I have a, I have a list. It is completely disorganized as fuck right now, but it's like, I have a huge list of like 80 people I want to eventually get on. And that's going to literally take two years. Just like, and more than two years. Cause I'm going to get repeat guests on. And it's just like, uh, I see, yeah. But I yeah. see a couple here. I'd, I'd like to address. Go for it. So, uh, I link says, what do you think is the best designed boss? Also the worst designed. And if you could design a boss from the ground up, how would you? Uh, I don't really have much for the third one. I'm not super creative, especially not on the spot. But uh, I just thought it was going to be really because yeah. I did see that. But uh, yeah, yeah like kind of what I'm getting at. Uh, really, like to me, like two of the better designed bosses in the game right now are like accidentally accidental, like beautiful mistakes. <laughs> So uh, Ulm, obviously, like, I'm super biased on that, but just the way the entire fight flows together and how ba how movement-based it is, as well as, like, different timings. Yeah. Just the base core mechanics of the game really being put to work. And then, uh, also, uh, like we were touching on earlier, like, how much the Aka fight changes when you get a shadow and you can do the butterfly. Like, it's it just fun. feels so fluid. It's fun, you're right. Like, it just feels, like, graceful, you know? It really does, especially when you're perfect at it. I am yeah. not perfect at it. Like I'll still fuck up, you know, with that little delay you need, and then when the shadows it, it, respawn and I'm like clicking on them, like God damn it! It's just crazy how uh, we can get like super fun pieces of content and like methods that are truly enjoyable that are nothing like what they intended it to be. It's true. Yeah, I guess kind of ironic to answer a design question like that, but yeah, I guess the ones that they don't mean to make good. What are the, are the worst, ones I like the most? Worst designed. I'm gonna tell you right now. Everyone is gonna say next to this, and it, it triggers it's, me so much, it's man. Not next. I. You know what? I'm gonna say this right now. I actually kind of enjoy next now with Fulmasori, Lightbearer, Fang. It act. Fang makes next feel twice as good. Like even pre-TOA, I was on the next agenda, but it's like. I, I, I will admit that like min maxing next and doing it well while being super rewarding 
and not like overly like mechanically difficult. It's something you have to like think about a lot while doing it, and it takes a lot of focus. Uh, the it's just very very subtle stuff, and it, it, yeah. it's not like flashy like to the average player. Like you're not dodging some big death bomb attack, and you're not running to like this highlighted square on this exact tick. It's not like super obvious things. It's very minor things you do that add up over the course of the nearly 10 minute fight. The thing that bothered me about Next is the fact that duos are obviously meta. And with duos at the time, you had to range only. Like, yes, you mm. might be able to pull up yeah. some melee switches, but it's just like, dude, you are spending just, the whole fucking time. Before the serious. Fang, the melee switches for the DPS upgrade weren't worth it yeah, it because wasn't. it absolutely was not. One person four ticking is making your team take like 20% more damage for the entire fight. Exactly. And it's also messing up the timing of the person uh, five ticking. Like, if one, assuming one person was five ticking, if you had two people meleeing, it wasn't working well. <laughs> it's also like what you said about the fang the consistency makes shit feel fun and that fang never misses at next oh yeah you're not gonna be 1363 please core wake up no the fang is gonna make sure core wakes up the fang is amazing and the biggest problem because i actually enjoyed four man next four man next originally now i love three man next because you can do the same basically fast kills uh, with Fang and everything, and just feels so good. You get a Fang a little bit longer as well, which feels nice. Um, but the biggest thing is not having to goddamn hit a bajillion zeros with your ZCB over and over and over and over. It just feels fucking shitty hitting so yeah. many zeros. That's the main. Thing. The one tens are fun, but the inconsistency and the fact that the majority of your DPS relies on just waiting for what is it a six point six percent chance to? Oh rock. yeah, one in eighteen or whatever. Yeah. Like, just just waiting on that to proc over and over and over again. Yeah. And, like, it, it's a weird, like, it's, it's like soothing and dopamine release whenever you get lucky and it procs a few times in a <laughs> row. But at the end of the day, you didn't really do anything for that to happen. Yeah. When you go back to next, first of all, I think you're going to have a lot I'm gonna, more. I'm going to be trying melee and range yes. camps. Like, it feels it up. so fun. And I think your viewers your viewers will also really uh, appreciate it. Just, like, the switches and everything. It just adds more variety. And Yeah, I plan on trying a few different setups. I'm going to do, like, uh, like almost like a Masori camp and then ZCB, like, spec slash P2 slash force range phases mm-hmm. with, uh, like, just, like, minimal strength bonus switch with the Fang, like, torture, gloves, stuff like that. And then I'm also like gonna want to try like max gear switches, putting a lot of emphasis on like really maxing the DPS. And then I'll also be seeing like how comfortable just range camping is with the upgrades to range camping. Yeah, uh, light bear probably being the biggest of those. So uh, back to the worst boss. It definitely is not Nex. Um, I was actually just gonna say my least favorite monster, which is actually an ancient wyvern. Fuck those things. I haven't really killed many. I've never gone for the uh, the visage or anything. I don't have any visages on my account. Really, none. Except for a serp. Yeah, I guess that's a visage. Uh, I got... I've I've had one visage across like all of RuneScape ever, and it was on my uh my old Iron Man, the alt now. Okay. Uh, I got it on like Christmas Day, two thousand fourteen. No, no, two thousand fifteen. Okay. Yeah, Christmas two thousand fifteen is the only visage I've ever had across the game. That's pretty cool though. Cool day to get it. Yeah, except for the part where I was playing RuneScape by myself on Christmas morning. No, that's the best part. That's the best fucking day of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I've had seven Draconic Visages since 2015. Dear God. Yeah, seven. And uh, three of them have been on this account. And uh, yeah, that Wyvern Visage I spent. I'm still missing the, ske- the Skeletal Visage. But yeah, Ancient <laughs> Wyvern. Anything that freezes you 
KBD is the same kind of thing, although KBD is like, you just like three-shot it now. But um, Ancient Wyverns are so incredibly tilting before the Wyvern Visage. And as soon as you get the Wyvern Visage, there's no reason of killing them anymore. Yeah. It's just pointless. But it's like, god damn, dude. You get frozen, unavoidable damage, nonstop. Those things, just, oh my god, they're so tilting. But least favorite boss, probably Alchemical Hydra. I fucking hate that thing. Yeah, I hate the counting. It's I just, hate the counting. And even though they got rid of that... The visual of, cues help so much. The visual but... cues help, but it's like it's such a boring fight. So boring. And the I mean, we do have to remember it's depressing. a Slayer boss, and then it, like, compare yeah. it to Thermi and Kraken. I'd rather kill Thermi all day. The little red X just over and over. I actually enjoy that. Yeah. It's soothing. And then Kraken is obviously, like, the biggest AFK. Yeah, Kraken with Shadow must be kind of fun now. I don't know. I, I think regular Nightmare is always going to take the cake for worst design. Oh, yeah. I forgot that's even a boss. It, it's like, I think you and I had this conversation so many times. They just, they tried to do way too much at once. And Husky even said it in his own in his own words, too. Yeah, it was a They just tried to do way too much at once. Yep. They took a bunch of good ideas and put all these good ideas together. And it created this giant shit show catastrophe <laughs> that should have never existed, basically. I'm actually surprised they didn't just clear it. Like, I, it's so dumb. Yeah, that it's like, like they didn't get deleted that they just added a replacement boss and left the old one there as, like, a remnant of it's the past. <laughs> it's there. And the, the, the excuse is you can do rates. it if you want to do it with your friends. It still it still has the shittiest drop rates. It still has the stupid parasite mechanic where it, like, insta starts healing, like, even if you kill it instantaneously, which Fasani's does not have. Fasani's is literally easier. You could one-hit husks every single time in Fasani's. You can't do that in normal. And you get shitty drops still, like... Jesus Christ. Deleted. Nobody wants it. Yeah, like the one part of like obvious difficulty for Fosani is the fact that you just take more damage when you make mistakes. Yeah. And then to uh like the rapid black hole phase. Yeah. Which becomes super arbitrary with five tick weapons, uh shadow adding to that. Exactly. If you have a shadow and a scythe, it's... then that mechanic might as well not exist. Yeah. Shadow scythe but oh by the way, um doing the little like step in in the corner you know you do it with scythe obviously but you could just easily do it with the yeah shadow do it do it while maging with the shadow yeah. and just step on the corner like so figure out what tech it is and just step between all your attacks like yep. could do the mechanic with your eyes closed literally and, and, and it's tell- something that if you're using four tick weapons it's the hardest thing of the fight yeah yeah that's true now the shadows feels great although it's still a, i think it's approximately the same dps as a harm but you just get thralls now just because the accuracy is doing literally nothing um, I think it's like yeah. barely. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't really equate to faster kills. It might. It's going to add to the faster potential because of the ability to two hit, whereas harm can't two hit. Yeah, you two hit quite often. But I don't think it would speed up the average kill that much because of it being slower in the overkill. Plus, yeah. the average player is also going to regularly throw an extra shot at every single pillar. Yep. Yep. And the, I'm the, the average player will do that for every single pillar. I'm starting to get a little bit better. I've, I've returned to Nightmare a little bit, and I just, like, blow up. Because, like, I swear... Especially with, with the, the, the shadow, it being 5-tick, the super slow projectile, it's so easy to... It's so slow, yeah. it's That thing is really slow. The shadow is incredibly slow. I don't know. I feel like it's, like, a tick slower than every other mage staff ever. It's got a super cool animation, though. 
It's <laughs> it's worth it, man. You know what? That was the thing I was gonna offer for the, like if they ever did come out with a six hundred or like a five seventy five little thing. I was like, maybe oh, just a four tick shadow. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three tick. Now, I love that uh, idea. <laughs> that would ruin uh, Akas though. You'd have to come out with a new like little four pad. There is a four tick butterfly. It's just not very good to use because like Sang and Trident aren't that good DPS. Oh, there, but there is a nice like four pattern. Is it simple? Yeah, there, there's four tick butterfly. Do you have to tick? Do you have to click every tick, or is it still every uh, two? Um, I guess it would have to be every tick, or maybe a, like miss. I think it is every tick. Yeah, it's not. It's not as like brain dead. Um, there might be a variation where you can. No, I feel like you're always gonna be clicking like every tick with it. I was gonna say instead of like changing the actual shadows design, you could just have it shoot something else. But Ooh, then again, we already yeah, have a super cool. cool projectile, so probably be worse okay i mean and who's to say the kid has to be for something from toa maybe there's like a dark ancestral like we have the we have the twisted maybe it's something that upgrades and there that uh cosmetically overrides ancestral it's true have you have you seen this i'm not a fan of this but have you seen the suggestion they also had a little design of like inquisitors plus torva you like combine the yeah I saw, I saw that i think uh i think i saw sync tweeting about it. it looks dark just like bad. i think it looks cool yeah it looks hella cool but i'm just like really like we're just gonna i mean i guess <laughs> like I, I don't know I, if the community wants it fine but like i feel like that's a little weird i mean that would be one way to fix inquisitors to just tape it to torba dude how about this you know how we're gonna get overloads anyway why don't we just have something that's masori ancestral and torva mixed just a fucking overload armor just wear it i think it would everything. be really really unfair to limit that to like chest legs and helmet <laughs> and i think that we should include like all accessory slots in that as well for the sake of fairness in fact how about we just all include it into one also item? also i'm sorry to interrupt but this yeah. is super important yeah, go for it. uh there's a massive bug in the game tormented bracelet ornament kit very clearly gives you two bracelets but does not give you 10 percent damage damn no it's because one of them's fucking plastic just wearing this plastic bracelet. Dude, honestly, I actually have a problem with the tormented uh ornament kit. The icon looks fantastic. I don't I don't have any problem with that. But when you're wearing them on your wrist, they don't have that glow anymore. They look like pieces of plastic you got from the Dollar Tree. Both of them do. They look horrible. I hate it. I actually really don't like wearing it, but I just I like the inventory item of it so much, and you don't really see it on your character. I feel like I don't even notice it because, like, ancestral. It's I it's I like, still get mostly covers it. it. I get incredibly bothered by it whenever I do see it. Whenever yeah, I'm gonna notice it next time I'm like doing TOA. It has no glow to I'm it. It's blame you. plastic, and it and it's so um polygony, you know, where it's just like it just like they put they took no time into making that. I swear. Oh yeah, I'm bothered. By the way, it's ever... like one of like the fifty different like clue scroll expansions yeah have you ever seen they that? were just like desperate for like new oh, ideas yeah. to like, say like, that we, they put new content artist, in the game we need an artist in 10 minutes the updates going live like somebody makes i feel like all of that was during like the content drought and like it was just something to get an update <laughs> have you seen i the mean colossal i don't know I, I, I know you're really big on clues though yeah the colossal what colossal hydra the uh superior Oh yeah, that thing is. Does not that thing done. still look horrible? That thing is a, That thing is still like work in progress. <laughs> yeah, I killed a shit ton of those on leagues. I was just like AFK for like an imbued heart or something like that. That thing looks like it was drawn on paint, dude. 
and just like released it looks so didn't funny. have like issues where it would like flip like uh clip the floor around it as well? <laughs> probably i wouldn't be surprised i don't know like a, the floor would go like it looked like tv static <laughs> like, just random tiles around it would like look like static Dude, that whole dungeon, the Karum dungeon, like, you can't even, if, if there's any part that's not in the path, you just can't even yellow click on it, which bothers me so much, because I'm so used to, like, clicking outside of the area just to path over there, you know? And you just get dead watch the, uh Watch the Blue Inferno be like that. Oh, that'd be so tilting. Oh, my God. That's how a regular Inferno was. Would you would get the dead clicks by really? the, uh, the so Shodan like, Zuck on release? Yeah, oh, that was a super common awful. thing. awful. Yeah, that's horrible. That's exactly what the Karum. You would you would get dead clicks if you didn't click on the actual like row that you that were is, on. Like if, yeah. if you tried to if you tried to click on uh like the lava, I suppose. Yeah, or it the would little just like be a dead bricks, click. kind of like the little yeah crispy. Yeah, edge. it wouldn't like default to being like okay, yeah, he's trying stupid. to move to the tile that's adjacent to this. It would it would just be a dead click. Yep, that's exactly what that whole dungeon is. It is so annoying. It feels incomplete. Just like fix that. I know it doesn't affect many people, but it's still annoying. <clears throat> uh, the other Twitter topic, the last one I saw, was Sigman says, how annoyed were you to see that after months of walking to Nightmare that Fosanis was going to offer a teleport? Or was it a relief that Nightmare was finally getting a, a good update? Uh, <laughs> you and I both were like the two people who I guess like got the most devalued from the Fosani update. Yeah. But I will confidently say that we were the two Both. biggest advocates yep. for the Fosani update. And that I this might sound like egotistical, but we are the reason that is in the game. I uh, yeah. If I, if we did not do those grind if we did not do that grind, it would not have came into the game, at least not anytime soon. Yeah. Until some until some other like content creator did it. Yep. E- even even regular players doing it wouldn't have been enough to get like the attention that it did. Yeah, I was really happy when they it it was like super ironic that like it was announced like right after I got mine. Yeah, like. But we we were pushing for it the entire time, and I continued like pushing for it afterwards. Yeah. And like trying to help with like the balancing of it and everything. That's when you know a piece of content is actually fucking broken is when the two people that are getting devalued the most are literally the ones advocating for it and just like mm-hmm. heavily wanting it. Like, there's a problem here if that's actually happening. So. I mean, I in, in general, I don't really have that mindset about like stuff that i've done getting devalued because i'm I'm never getting that time back anyways so why do i care yeah that's a good that's a good mentality to have um what was the last thing oh yeah i guess that was kind of it uh what about the teleport were you a little bothered by that of them offering a new thing i again i think we were all oh uh, we no i mean about it just yeah just i uh never place. for a second enjoyed walking there I mean, it was nice that sometimes I got to pee without, like, being inefficient, I guess. <laughs> but that's about it. The old uh, use an item on a sleepwalker and go pee. Yeah, fucking three-minute fucking walk over there. Every yeah. single... It, it was so unnecessary, so boring, and that's, like, that's a remnant of, like, how the game... That's, like, like how the game mindset was originally, like we were talking about earlier, where, like, everything was valued and how much time it took. Yep. And like nothing can just be made easier, even if it's annoying. Like it's it's part of the grind, man. Yeah, that was fucking stupid. Like there there's nothing good about gameplay about spending two minutes running to a place. Like I, I know a lot of people like especially like they think about like Vorkath and stuff like that. Like they hate these like POH bosses and they're like, Oh, I want Dagonoth Kings where you run all the way there. I fucking hate running to Dag to Dagonoth Kings, man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I I like a convenient video game. 
Dude, I want to focus more on the fun parts of the game and not not a chore. Listen. I just hate chores. Listen to this. I just thought of something. You know, Gommel's Hilt 6? Mm-hmm. Unlimited teleports to DKs. Why not? Just fucking send it. Just it's send not it. like we get shit else for Grandmasters. <laughs> send it, dude. I want it. No, but seriously, it's fucking DKs. Who cares anymore? Like, just give it. Or- I feel like that would be about as, like, as good of... I feel like that would be like about as strong as something could be that we could reasonably expect to be added to Grandmaster. Yeah. Because J Mods have said like, "Yo, Blood Shard." I have been Fuck trying to yes. get a fucking Blood Shard since since TOA came out. Let's go. Is that a <laughs> Sentinels you're killing? Yeah. Nice. But uh, J Mods have said uh, like publicly that they're hesitant to add anything to combat achievements. Because the second they add a good reward that people actually want for more than just a flex and for actual like playing the game, is the second that they will constantly be bothered about making it easier. That's true. Right now, like it already people has that don't easier. have a Zuck Helm, they're not bothered by not having a Zuck Helm. Yeah. Yeah. If if there was something that actually helped, like the whole like defender with the accuracy and all that, like something that was actually like truly good and changed the rest of the game. People would be like, okay, this needs to be made easier. Dude, okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm obsessed with this DK's teleport idea. Also, you know the mor- moral wreck uh, teleport? That yeah. needs to not teleport you in that little fucking area. It needs to teleport you into the bank vicinity. Like, it needs to. I think that could honestly be a really nice perk. Into the bank or, or hear me out. Okay. The tile directly next to where you enter the inferno. So what you could do, teleport there, drop a potion, go to the bank, pre-bot, teleport there, drop your hilt, pick up the potion, go in. But you need to run to the bank anyway. So why not just run to the actual inferno itself? Just teleport to a different bank. That, yeah. I think that's, that's true. But that's for the inferno nerds. I'm not an inferno nerd, so this is not helping my agenda, man. What the fuck? You're Even the non-inferno bank. nerds can still... Oh, what are you trying to... Oh, you just want it to be... A I, just want a clo- I just want the closest bank to be from that hilt. Just, just want slightly. it to be a good... Oh. Just slightly. Just, just mean general banking. It, I mean, it, that's fair, yeah. Because like, we have the crafting guild bank, which is like oh, you know the elitist bank or whatever all the max players go. Basically, max bank. But I want like super max bank. You know, I want that moral wreck bank right there to be the super max bank. Yeah. And the DK's thing, you know that little area where you can peek underground and like see the DK's layer? That little like crack mm-hmm. in the floor? That's where I want it to teleport us. Yeah, oh, that'd be super cool. I want that. I really like the DK's teleport one. Yeah, I think that's just brilliant. And and you could still but get yeah, it from the it, it is so weird. Like it is so weird that the it is so weird that the moral wreck one teleports you to like off in the corner. It's stupid. <laughs> like what are you even doing over there, man? And it's like it's not even on like the other There's side no of the rock. There's no significance over there. It's on the back side of the rock. So you have to take an additional like five ticks just to run. It's just like side. a it's one of the long list of things that are just intentionally made inconvenient for no reason. <laughs> I know. Think like a hydro shortcut, wyvern shortcut type stuff. Or it's like just randomly another week. Hey, we got a game update. Two new elite clue steps, both on Isle of Souls, both four minute fucking journeys. Just run over there. I gotta say though, I'm I'm super happy with the level of attention and like consistent like not all of them have been good. Some of them have came with like bad side effects too. But like consistent tweaks and rebalances for TOA. Like Yes. They've done a great job. They didn't yeah. just release it into the game and then be like, uh, we'll we'll come back down the line. Yeah, they've been on Which is top which of is it. what happened with uh T O B and Chambers. T O B and Chambers on release were released as is and Never they did. would take notes of feedback that people gave, but nothing changed for so long. 
they've been on top and of it. And TOA was changed. It's been a new raid every week. Yeah, it's been uh, kind of like almost overwhelming. If you if you're like consistently playing it, like those first few changes were yeah. like actually like whoa. Shit, yeah, especially like the first ones, the invocation rebalances, because those were truly like meta shifting. Yeah, that was. But I'm glad they and do just it like earlier. the entire difficulty of the raid would change a lot with it too. If they were to do that right now or like two weeks from now or something, some crazy change like that, like dude, <laughs> you are that is a bad call. But it's a good thing they do it in the week because even though it feels like it's a bad call, like in the moment or something or like people are just upset or frustrated it's like dude you'll move past it in a week but you get people used to a raid for three months that's a different story yeah like um all the tob and chamber and uh chambers changes like over time they were good things but they just took so long to happen yep okay um lake been about three and a half hours i want to ask you for three shout outs to finish off the cast so uh any three community people just anybody in the osrs saying that you think uh, deserves a shout out uh three shout outs i i got three all right shout out number one uh my man coxie much love for coxie and uh Especially like uh, I got re- I got a lot closer to Coxie. Like we've always been friends. So we've been subbed to each other for like five years each. Mm-hmm. But I got a lot closer to him whenever we did the uh, group Iron Man stuff. And uh, his community, especially, they were like super accepting of me. And like a lot of them like are even still regular viewers of mine right now who might not have watched me too much before group Iron Man. It's just like a really cool like community, like very welcoming. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent. He's got a great community. <clears throat> But uh, shout out to him because he's going to be going through some shit. <laughs> yep. Uh, second shout out, uh, Mr. Puggin, of course, one of my closest friends that I've met on this game. Uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting Puggin, I think, like three times now in real life. He uh, even came and uh, visited Katie and I along with his girlfriend uh, not too long ago. Oops. But uh, yeah, shout out number two is for my man Puggin. And shout out number three. Uh, I want to give my third shout out to uh, Mr. No Monkey. Like I was talking about earlier, I've been a super big fan of his stream recently. He, uh, a lot of people like say this about me for chambers. Like I make it look effortless. I I feel like No Monkey makes everything he does look effortless. Like he doesn't even look like he's looking at the game when he's streaming. Like he's like full focus on whatever conversation he's having. And, like, even with, like, TOA, something he hasn't done very much and something that I can vouch takes 95% of my focus and I immediately die every time I just try to read a question, let alone answer the question. Just reading it out loud, I just immediately die half the time. And he just makes it look so effortless and it's mind-blowing. But his stream has been growing a lot and so it's, like, I'm going to break the rules and uh, do more. So it's, like, Kirby's stream, for example. They've been growing so much and it's so cool to see them getting, like, recognition that they definitely deserve. Absolutely. Those are fantastic shout-outs. All right, uh, Lake, or audience, if you guys are still here after three and a half hours, um, down in the description, we'll have Lake's Twitch. Uh, uh, twi- what am I even trying to say? His Twitch link <laughs> down in the description. Also, your Twitter. Is there anything else you'd like, Lake? Your YouTube. I know uh, you do have a YouTube. I, I know you don't upload f- super frequently nah you ain't gotta put my youtube twitch and twitter perfect uh late you can put my uh yeah. you can put my paypal in there all right we'll put your paypal in there for sure guys donate to lake also uh 
you know, become a patron as well. No. Uh, but yeah, we'll have your fucking pay- PayPal on there. Why not? Sure, man. Uh, like, I really do appreciate your time today. I actually had a, a a really nice time talking to you. I feel like we've never actually talked before. So even though it feels yeah, like we've uh, we've we've been in each other's streams so much, like yeah. very regularly, but actually speaking one on one never happened. Yeah, it's crazy though because it already. But it, it yeah, it's like crazy like how smooth before. it flows. Yeah. It's the same way when you meet people in real life, man. Is that really? It, what it's it the is? same way. Yeah, okay. like. Even if even if you've only like spoken to them like through Twitch chats, like Puggin and I have like spent very little time on like Discord together. Like even when we boss and stuff, like we're usually streaming and want to focus on talking to our stream, not each other. Mm-hmm. But like whenever we meet in person, it it feels like it's just like, like never even skipping a beat. That's so cool. Yeah, I met uh, one of my viewers last week. That's where that little Rip Bozo meme came from. But uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that actually with the cigars. <laughs> just like. It felt so natural just meeting a guy like because we've yeah. already kind of talked and never like in person, but I he did stream a few times, so I knew like who he was and stuff kind of. But yeah, it just feels. At least you knew you weren't getting abducted. Yeah, nah, uh, yeah. Other than the abduction that happened later, like it was totally cool. Oh god, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it for me, guys. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, next week we're we'll be having Rasta Man on the Sebe Cast, another absolute beast gamer. So look forward to that. And yeah, Lake. Any last words? Uh, thank you for having me on, man. I've, like I said at the start, I've been listening since the very first one, and super excited to finally get to be on. Hell yeah! Thank you very much, Lake. Everyone, have a good night. Catch you in the next one. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.